Hello and welcome back to Behind the Net Podcast. This is the sixth episode. I'm your host, Michael, and joined beside me as always, Matthew. And uh, today uh, we have a pretty another pretty special episode. Uh, last week, we were pleased to be joined by Sportsnet's Scott MacArthur. Um, uh, but this week, we have the pleasure to have another amazing guest on the show. Um, if you guys follow the Raptors or the Leafs or just about any sports team or athlete, um, there's a good chance you've probably seen our guests' photos on your Instagram timeline. Um, so starting off as a content producer creating graphics for TSN and their bar down team, um, he's been, fo- fo- he photographed, sorry, he, f- he photographed concerts for uh, Flow 93.5 and Curiosity on the side. Earlier this year, he became a social content producer at Yahoo Sports Canada, where he got to shoot some of the most memorable moments of the Raptors championship run this, this summer. He's an absolute whiz with a camera, having his photos turned into murals and reposted by the likes of Austin Matthews, Pascal Siakam, Justin Bieber, and even Drake himself. Um, I'm so excited to welcome to the show, Keyshawn Mystery. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What's up, guys? How are you? Uh, we're good. How are you? How are you today? I'm good. A little tired. I, I slept in a little today, but uh, we're here and uh, we're going to have a good time. I mean, tell me, like, today um, the, the Leafs are playing the Colorado Avalanche here mm-hmm. at home. And uh, just, I guess, kind of run me through, like, what, what's a typical day for you? Because y- you are shooting tonight yeah. um, at the uh, Scotiabank Arena. So mm-hmm. what's what's today looking like for you? Um, so today I slept in a little earlier. I was going to go to the gym, but I decided not to. Um, but usually in the morning, I kind of just go over some photos from if I if I do shoot anything the night before, I go over some photos from that, see if I can salvage anything and uh, Go from there and then um, take a little break, eat some lunch, and then kind of get my gear all packed up and head down to the office around 3 or 4 o'clock. Go in, kind of set, set up for the night, like do a couple graphics here and there, set up the, the guys on Instagram for the night, and then head down to the arena around 6 o'clock to get some uh, pregame skate pictures. And awesome. then from there, just mm-hmm. do my thing from down there, and hopefully I get some good shots and then uh, turn them around as quickly as possible. Uh, let's take you through doing a typical shift. Um, when you're out there on the court or by uh, the ice, uh, what kind of shots are you looking for? Are you looking for like the coolest plays, uh, like a player's doing, or just maybe like a funny moment? Like what's going through your head when um, you're out there? Yeah, a bit of both. Like I, I noticed that meme photography is a big thing these days. Like, what do you like, mean, like like a player making a funny? Face oh yeah, yeah. Or, like <laughs> just capturing kind of special moments that you wouldn't really see. Like you you may see them on TV, but like you're never gonna see them on like Getty Images or in a newspaper because they're not really looking for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But stuff that like uh, NBA Reddit or NHL Reddit will kind of eat up and be like, hey, like this is a really funny photo. Like uh, for example, last year, um, I got a photo of like Kawhi kind of going for a shot and then Embiid kind of looking scared. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys saw that photo, but it, it kind of blew up on like NBA Reddit and like on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of became a thing throughout the playoffs because there would just be moments where Kawhi was either dunking on Embiid or like t- hitting a three over Embiid. And like I had like four really cool <laughs> photos of like Kawhi making a dummy of Embiid. Um, but it, like moments like that and also just moments that people are talking about. So like if a big play happens, let's say last night, Norm hit that three. Yeah. Um, in the late moments of the game, unfortunately they lost in overtime. But like just moments like that, where 
um, they kind of tell the story of the game kind of thing, right? Like I want to be out there kind of taking these photos and making sure that when you look back at the game, you can look at my photos and be like, okay, I remember that play because of that photo. Kind yeah. Of so like, how do you kind of, I mean, obviously you, cho- you probably take like thousands of photos a night. Yeah. How do you kind of choose like uh, which one you want to um, choose? Because I mean, I do sports photography as well, but like obviously just for uh, the Ryerson Rams, um, um, I've had some paid gigs, but nothing, yeah. nothing big like you. Uh, but uh, you go through thousands of photos and I mean, that's tedious, but yeah. how do you know like what to post as um, well? it's kind of obvious like what to post like the like i said before just like the big plays that happen um if a dunk happens in the game let's say or or tonight like nazim kadri is back in in toronto for the first time since being traded so that'll obviously obviously be like a big point that people would like to see photos of him during warm-up maybe interacting with former teammates or if he ends up scoring or doing something out there on the ice kind of making sure I have him on my, like, radar kind of thing. So just making sure of, like, the players, the storylines, cool moments that happen in the game, and also moments that players like to share as well. I I think that's really important in the social media age, like taking photos of the athletes in a a good light in hope of them kind of reposting your photo or sharing it or even reaching out to you being like, hey, like, this is cool, let's, like, do some work together mm. yeah that's perfect uh, for this next uh, thing because uh i'm sure this ha- this has happened to you quite a bit uh, especially of late uh, where you have an athlete or celebrity share your photo on their social media and they get like thousands or maybe even millions of likes but they don't give you credit mm. or and even I, a tag yeah. i mean like <laughs> what, what, like drake justin bieber yeah. they have like they're 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 millions. like especially justin bieber yeah. i think he's isn't he like the most Follow the counter, like I think top so. three or I think, something. I think Selena. Um, I mean, I need to check that, but uh, like when they repost you and you see your photo, I mean, yeah. what's going through your head when you when they repost you, but they didn't tag you, they just yeah. kind of stole your photo. I mean, essentially, they kind of ripped off your photo. But what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Um, I, I guess what? What do you think in yeah. that moment? Uh, honestly, it's just cool. At the end of the day, like obviously, like you would like to get a little bit of following off of. Uh, someone reposting I mean, photos and stuff. Has, I just checked. He has 122 yeah, million like, followers. Yeah, like a stupid Jesus. amount of followers. But like, <laughs> and, like in in cases like that, like if Justin Bieber reposts, all the Justin Bieber fans probably won't follow my account because I don't post Justin Bieber content at the end of the day. And I also like um, a lot of times these these like athletes or celebrities get tagged in like fan accounts. And so, like, I checked after the game, and, like, all these Justin's, like, hundreds of Justin Bieber fan accounts, like, found this photo on Twitter, I guess, and, like, just tagged him. And I guess him seeing in the feed, there's this photo of me, like, I don't know who took it, but there's a little bit of, like, justification behind, like, someone taking your photo and posting it without realizing it. And then there's, like, the Drake example. Um, so when I was at TSN, we, we had like a little relationship with mm-hmm. Boy Wanda. Like we play, like I, I played him in 2K. For oh, like really? Cabbie segment. Did you win? Uh, no. <laughs> the first game, like he, he slapped me. And then the second game I was up and then he came back and it was like, <laughs> it just played into the narrative. But like we, so we DM'd him a couple photos of, uh, him and Drake after game one of the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. And like he's like dope, like right, like boy wanted to tag TSN. Like I cool. think it's the one where he was wearing the uh, humble he, he Broncos was wearing the jersey, humble right? jersey mm-hmm. as yes, well, yes, right? Yes. So like the first photo, I kind of understand because that was like everywhere. It was like word on road, like uh, the top page of like Reddit as well. So like that photo was circulating around everywhere, 
and then uh the second like he posted two right and like the second photo like i i assume he was like in an uber or something headed to pick six or some club next to boy one day and he's like yo i got this photo of us let's like let's post it but um no tag there unfortunately but um hopefully one of these days that'll result in kind of a tag or hopefully working with uh someone on the along the light uh along the lines of Drake or even Justin Bieber. Like. And while we're on the, I guess, the topic of Drake, I mean, you have this uh, uh, this kind of like this portrait shot of him that you've taken. What's yeah. the story behind that? Like, have you, yeah. I mean, was that like a formal like shoot with him or like what um, was your opportunity? So it was, uh, it was the beginning of last year. Um, it was for a cabbie interview, like Pick Six had their kind of media night, I guess, before it, it opened the doors. Um, uh, to the public, right? So they had their media night where they invite a, a bunch of like, I guess, not famous people, but like big, big name people in Toronto and stuff. And then a, a couple of media outlets were there. Like TSN was there for for Cabby to interview him. And I was lucky at the time because my my boss was also Cabby's producer. And he's like, yeah, come along. You can take some pics and stuff. And so the interview, like we waited a long time. He kind of took his time to kind of show up like, classic right like yeah. <laughs> that, that's like any celebrity celebrity did celebrity did though um but um cabby did his interview i got some candidates of him both of them during the interview and just some kind of so- looks like solo shots of him and then um interview was over kind of they got their their group picture together and then i i wanted to get like a solo of him but i, I just didn't right like the timing didn't work out and then i put my camera away i was about to head home and i was like and then i I still see like Drake in the corner kind of like talking with um, not coworkers, but people at TSN, like familiar faces. Mm-hmm. So I knew like he was in an environment where it would be okay to go over there and kind of ask him. And so I took my camera out again, like put my flash on, didn't t- take any test shots. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. So go up just to in the moment and just in the, just moment, in the moment, because moment. like I'd if take- it, it take does, your opportunity exactly shot like, your shot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if he says no like whatever i can go home and be like okay i have this story of like drake saying no to a photo <laughs> right? like, which is pretty tried. funny i tried right maybe we'll um, get into a lyric of a song yeah <laughs> so i go over to him and uh like chubbs is over there like about a couple of people and it was uh and i was like hey like drake can i take a photo of you and chubbs is like who, who you with like who are you kind of oh, thing man, right yeah. it's kind of intimidating yeah. it's like yeah i was like i was i'm I'm with cabby like with tsn i just need a quick photo for like social media whatever right and so i take a photo like he doesn't say anything chubbs just says like take a step back like just one step back drake poses right away take maybe like three photos like quick 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 and then just don't even review it and just leave right away and then like as i'm like waiting for like you're just praying that you got you got the good shot i'm waiting like please waiting for the streetcar to go home and then i'll look at the photos like okay like this is it like wow. this, this and is it came like a banger. out great like yeah it came out, it came out really good <laughs> yeah one of my favorite photos yeah taken. just because like the story and like just not like meeting drake but not meeting him because he really didn't say anything to me okay that's actually a perfect thing uh that's probably i'm, I'm sure that's one of your favorite photos but uh besides that one what would you say are your top five photos you've taken so far? Yeah. Um, so obviously, um, the Kawhi shot, um, Game Seven against the Sixers. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys haven't seen it, obviously, obviously first, what's your Instagram? Uh, you so it's it? underscore Keyshawn Mystery. Um, Instagram, Twitter. I don't have. So um, TikTok all you guys, yet, <laughs> <but> <laughs> all you guys listening, go check out his photos and he's and uh, especially the Kawhi shot from uh, obviously Game Seven against the Sixers. Yeah. Um. 
it, it was a mural and everything like yeah, uh, od yeah. toronto the od toronto store, turned it into a mural yeah um yeah but keep going tell, tell yeah. us about the the i guess uh the stories behind these these top yeah oh, so yeah i'll start with that one um obviously you can't plan for a shot like that in your career like you just got to be at the right place at the right time um but just setting myself up for that shot I was on that side of the court because I know players like to dunk with their right hands. I mean that too. Yeah. I mean, if he, t if he took a shot from obviously the, yeah, the yeah. left side of the court, exactly. Mm -hmm. like, the same thing kind of happened with Lowry in game five, right? Like he, he had the ball and Draymond kind of tipped it, but I was on the side where Kyle was shooting. So yeah. I wouldn't have got in his face and all yeah, that yeah. in the shot. So it, was, it sucks that they didn't win at home, but I was kind of happy that that moment like he didn't score because then I wouldn't have got the photos that happened in game six kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, anyways, going back to the first photo I was talking about a game seven shot, just being on that side and just waiting. And then I, I could lie and say like, I've seen Kawhi do this play before because he did the, a similar play against Portland earlier on the, on the year. Um, but he, they've run that play um, throughout the year, like ISO Kawhi and he just goes to the corner and kind of shoots it. He came up short a couple of times throughout the year, but um, that time he, he hit the the rim and it just bounced in. And in history, that in that moment, history. like you just like hold down your shutter, and I'm I'm sure you know yeah. how that feels. And you just pray everything's in focus, <laughs> and like at that point, you just pray that it's picking up exactly exactly what you want. <laughs> yeah. And so I shoot with a one DX, which is kind of like a cheat code in a way because you can just ream off of like fourteen shots in a row, like it's something silly like that so i was just holding down my shutter and hoping i got something that would look good in the moment and in the moment like i didn't realize like this is like a really cool shot like I mean, really iconic shot. also like, like i mean the, with the history behind it too with that yeah. like this is kind of a side question but i mean you're a raptors fan first yeah. right mm -hmm. and obviously i would say that's like a top top two yeah i mean t number one is winning the championship yeah, i would say that's course. a top yeah, two yeah. moment, moment of for sure. uh such as, as in Raptors history and just as a Raptors fan. Yeah. I mean, you're obviously working. Yeah. But being there, <laughs> like you're taking the shots, but like as soon as they win, like yeah. I'm sure you just, you didn't even care about what, how the photo came out. Like, yeah, were, yeah. were you I excited? Was, I, I was, I was more concerned of getting the photo up. <laughs> and like, with me, I like to be first with stuff. That's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like with Relatable. social media and stuff like you want to be the first one to like go viral. Right. So yeah. But when it happened, like what was going through your mind? <laughs> um, like I said, like just getting down to that media room and like thing, <laughs> like I wasn't really thinking about like the next series against the Bucks or anything like that or even winning. It was just like just being in the moment is very cool. Like to the arena erupted, like it like it doesn't feel like a real moment. Yeah. Like it, it's like a movie out there. But right? so so it's tough to take in. Like it's as very, a fan, I mean, as what, a fan, it's kind of tough when you're to working take in. in. When you're working, yeah, in, yeah. It's yeah. Tough. Like even like when they won the championship, like. I was on the other side and I got like some great photos and I'm glad I was on the other side uh, before the buzzer ended. But when the trophy presentation came about, like they were facing the other way. So I had to like hightail it to the other side of the arena while going through all these people. And in my mind, I'm like, oh shit, they won. But like in my mind as well, I was like, oh, I got to get these photos <laughs> too, right? So it's, it's hard to find a balance, but like yeah. I'm good at kind of shutting that off. Um, but I ha did have one moment when it was game six against the Bucks, uh, Kawhi dunked over Giannis. Is this another one of your oh, favorite yeah. photos? One of my, another one of my favorite photos. I, I'd say oh, yeah. uh, probably three. Um, 
but uh, in that moment, I like I literally jumped, and I'm like, okay, like I don't know, like I forget what the score was in that moment, but I like, there's no way you can do that and like not win the game after that, mm-hmm. right? And so I was like, we're gonna go to the finals after that. So one of my favorite photos, and like that, that was like the only moment <laughs> in the playoff run where I kind of separated myself. That as was a insane. And, like, I mean, that was insane. Like, yeah, yeah Kawhi absolutely poster. <laughs> yeah, and then like him. just just looking at the photos after me, like okay, like this is the, this is the one kind of thing. Uh, another one, obviously, uh, the Fred photo of him screaming. Uh, again, like, right place at the right time, I guess. Um, yeah, because, I mean, he, he basically turned, he turned right to you. Yeah, like, the, I was lucky to sit. Or not lucky, but, like, I, I p- positioned myself behind the Raptors bench. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, players like to react to their teammates kind of thing. So, it kind of worked out that way. And, like, I almost had my, like, left my camera down in a way. Like, I, mm-hmm. I wasn't anticipating that. And a lot of these moments happen before or after the whistle. You just, you just got to be ready. And then saw him screaming and uh, held down my shutter. And a couple of them turned out. And then there's, like, three minutes left in the game. And I thought, like, I got to post this now. Because, like, if I post it after, like, people are going to, like, not forget about it. But, like, it'll be cool in the moment. So I, like, ran to the media room three minutes left, posted it right away and then ran back to my spot. And then they ended up winning the championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so those are three, um, aside from concerts, I shot ASAP Rocky at the beginning of the That's year, cool. which is really cool. Um, at the Coca-Cola Coliseum. So like big venue and kind of stuff. And like, it was during, like during ASAP's kind of like testing run. Yeah. So like yeah, he, yeah. he had the mask on and all that kind of stuff. So it, it was cool to get those photos. Um, five, I can't really pick a fifth one as of yet. Yeah. So the year's not over. So I mean, hopefully. When, when the Raptors repeat. Yeah, when the up. Raptors repeat, then <laughs> and, we'll have And at least win this cup if <laughs> that happens. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll be up there. Um, I guess we'll, we'll transition. Uh, I kind of want to know, like, uh, how did you kind of get into photography? Um, start us off there because... Uh, yeah. I mean, I know, I do know, that, I don't know, if, uh, I know you have a lot of fans, of course. Uh, yeah. But... Um, you actually started with hockey and you actually played hockey. So just, yeah, yeah. Well, tell me about your life, like <laughs> in sports and then yeah. kind of mm. where did photography kind of start? Yeah. Um, so around fourth grade, I got into to hockey kind of thing. Like my cousin and his, my uncle as well. They, they were like a hockey, not a hockey family, but like they, they watched hockey and that was their sport. And my uncle grew up kind of not playing hockey, but like playing road hockey and mm-hmm. like out on like the pond kind of thing at my grandma's place um but just like learning for like i wasn't really i was kind of into basketball before hockey which is kind of funny uh compared to now because now basketball has kind of taken over hockey as my favorite sport um but just yeah like uh, growing up kind of playing road hockey on the street with my brother and then eventually kind of learning how to skate and then sixth grade came around and then i started playing hockey then I transitioned into being a goalie as well. When so was that? Like that was like really late. Like that was late. Like start of high school. Okay, so, but so. why? Why did you want to play goalie? I always we wanted all, to. Play we all goalie. know, like yeah. I mean, the everyone says like the goalies are the weird, the yeah, weird yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like wait, just but, playing like road hockey. Like yeah. I was always the goalie, and, and I, you loved it. I loved it, right? So um, started started as a player, kind of thing. Learned how to like skate and all that kind of stuff, and then just bought goalie gear and did like goalie lessons for a year and then just started playing goalie from there and like i don't regret that and then while i was in high school i reviewed my equipment as well you can like search up mystery hockey like yeah we were actually checking that out yeah yeah (laughs) pretty sick stuff i gotta say yeah Yeah, i mean so like i was are we ever gonna see the revival of that i mean like i 
that would be uh, a really good idea these days because it was kind of like me being like not like an influencer but like an influencer before an influencer was a thing like i used a to YouTuber. a youtuber a youtuber right YouTubers, like i used to like youtubers are still a thing yeah like they're <laughs> right like uh, unboxing videos and all that kind yeah, of stuff that was, like that I, was that was like the jazz like yeah in like 2011 yeah yep. <laughs> yeah that was the time right and so like what what i would do is like come home from school and like literally like call up companies being like hey like can i talk to like the marketing department or whatever like i'm like a 14 year old kid just like calling these companies trying right? to get sponsorships not sponsorship <laughs> just like free equipment to like, yeah <laughs> to use and that that kind of translated review into products review products right and that kind of translated into my life now like uh with concerts and stuff like i i i had a couple of friends that we would go like because i grew up in brampton we would kind of go downtown to the city and see like our favorite bands play like and one of them was a photographer and then after a while we're like hey like this like he used to get into concerts for free because he took photos. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, let let, let me do that, right, too. And so we kind of started a blog. We used to interview bands. At the time, I did video, so I'd uh, do the video of the interviews and then also some, like, B-roll inside of the concerts. Is that, st- is that stuff still up? It's it's still up, but, like, we don't really keep up with it now. Just, like, my life's a little... Yeah. A little busy and like uh, mm-hmm. my, I mean, my, if people want to check it out, like, do you want to? Yeah, Solace 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 Music TV is still up there. So we used to interview like pop punk bands, like metalcore bands, like bands in that kind of genre stuff. And like, my it kind of sucked because my friend went to school at Waterloo and he would interview the bands, and so it was it was hard for him to kind of come to Toronto and mm-hmm. uh, make that happen. But that was like my introduction to photography, just doing video first and then deciding like hey like i'm here like with a media pass let me just try to take that was in high school right uh so this was at the end of high school and then uh first year of university kind of thing so like the summer before university was like the the year that we would just go downtown Mm -hmm. but obviously you were um you 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 went to uh ryerson for sports media yep um i guess when did you kind of realize you wanted to do something in sports media like specifically sports media rather than just taking the concert photography yeah yeah Um, so when I was applying for schools, like I I was still doing like mystery hockey back then and like sports and like video editing. Like I used to do like silly montage videos of like my favorite goalies and like big players in in the NHL. And I also do graphic design as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I used to do like sports edits, like, and like wallpapers and all that kind of stuff. So like sports and like media were like my two big things like and like when i was applying for school like we had to do like a little uh audition video kind of thing and like the same things i'm i said back then i kind of apply right now like i i'm still the same person i love sports and i the fact that i can combine both graphic design and photography into my job is like amazing so like those are my passions kind of going through high school and then i found out that sport media was a thing applied for it and then kind of went from there and then discovered that I could make a job out of doing it. like because I, I didn't think I would do this as a living kind of thing like graphic designer photography I thought I would go in, into more like marketing or more business side of sports kind of thing but we're here now yeah yeah and then oh do you have a question Mike? yeah I was gonna say well, why don't we get geeky for a second yeah. uh, and talk about cameras uh what what uh, do you go with uh, when you're out there uh, shooting <clears throat> so I'm lucky at work we have uh canon 1dx's so they let you they let you borrow those. Yes, yeah. Okay. So we have like four of them at work that uh, Yahoo's Yahoo Sports uses and also Huffington Post uses because we are all under kind of Verizon Media, <laughs> and so I use that. And then along with that, I use a, a seventy to two hundred Canon two point eight, 
And recently I've been using a 300 millimeter, which I, I'm lucky that the people at Free Space allow me to borrow because I do some like, I do some workshops with mm-hmm. like the creator class and stuff. So I established a good relationship with them and they, they allow me to borrow some gear sometimes. So those are my two kind of lenses I go back and forth with for sports. Um, for concerts, I like to use a, the 35 millimeter Sigma 1.4. Um, but that's about it. My personal can- camera is a Canon uh, 6D. And then that's what I've been shooting with since like day one kind of thing. Um, but now like shooting sports and stuff, I get to use the 1DX. So yeah. I want to get back into the techie stuff soon. But um, yeah, that's fine. Fa- finishing up your uh, like your story. I w- like I guess when did sports photography specifically yeah. kind of become the shift? Yep. And specifically the Raptors. Yeah. And uh, I guess when did it, when did you kind of realize like this could be your bread and butter? Like you can make... <coughs> 11 doing this yeah um so getting into tsn which was very unconventional like like i said i do graphic design and throughout uh university the blue jays were on like their playoff runs and Mm -hmm. so it wasn't in their first year with the bat flip year but it was in their second year where uh, edwin and he had the the walk off against the orioles right and so like being like a nerd at the time like still a nerd today like just doing graphics for fun and so that moment happened like the photographer i forget who the photographer was but he captured a pretty cool photo of edwin um during his walk-off celebration like the arms raised up kind of thing right and then so i put that into photoshop did a quick little edit and then posted on twitter tag like tsn bar down sportsnet a bunch of different like local kind of media outlets and then bar down retweeted it which was like amazing like now is this before you were with bar down this was before. This is how I started with okay. Bardown, right? So um, this was uh, uh, third year of university, October, uh, when the, all this was going down, 2016. And then they retweeted it, and then it was followed by uh, the managing editor of Bardown kind of following mm-hmm. me as well and reach, DMing me saying, like, hey, like, love your work. See, you're a student at Ryerson. He, he previously did, like, uh, a guest lecture in one of our classes too. Mm-hmm. So, like, the name was kind of familiar. Yeah. And then so he reached out to me saying like, hey, like love your work, uh, let's work something out. And then it started with just like a freelance thing, like I would make graphics and they would pay me per graphic because they didn't really have anyone doing that at, at the time for their Instagram page. And so I would do that and after a while, like I would just send in like a bunch of stuff, like as much as I could. And then it turned into an internship and I basically kind of set up their kind of like graphic design presence on Instagram in a way. like. Uh, after that like they hired a couple other graphic designers and kind of I developed their kind of flow of like what to post on Instagram and kind of trends to look forward to and all that kind of stuff and being with the the social media team was cool because we got to get get sent out to different events like TFC games Argos games different sporting events in in the local kind of Toronto area and being me being a photographer, I would bring along my camera. So that was like... Was that your own personal camera at that time? That was my own personal camera yeah. at the time. And so that, w- that was like something different that I offered to the team because at TSN, they d- didn't really have a photographer before. Um, so I would go to those events and kind of take photos and post them and people would enjoy them, right? And then later that year, it kind of turned into like, hey, like you're going to get a Raptors media pass. So that's how I started shooting the Raptors, right? And at the time, it was... It was just n- not really sh- shooting like 
big action moments and stuff like that. I was just being down at the arena, kind of capturing different social moments and like just having a presence there. And it it wasn't until like I made the switch to Yahoo that like being like a photographer, like shooting sports became a thing. Like mm -hmm. just working with different people on the Yahoo team, like uh, William, William Liu and Alex Wong, they're kind of big in the Raptors community they kind of shared my work and kind of boosted me up from there and like it helped that the Raptors had a great playoff run to kind of get my name out there but yeah pretty much there yeah awesome you can go ahead and ask the next question if there's any yeah I mean uh no I mean that's awesome uh I remember your time at bar down yeah especially uh, yeah uh everyone loves the quiz and yep. we have Jesse um well, well we're gonna have Jesse coming soon on the podcast um but uh you never got to win a, a quiz. I know, <laughs> Is I that know. one thing you regret <laughs> before you left? <laughs> kind of, yeah. I was always rude for you on the quiz. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I said like twenty twenty. Yeah. And like <laughs> I guess it won't happen anymore. But I, I still hang out with the guys. Like saw them last I saw them a bunch last weekend. Like I went out for my birthday. Yeah, and, they like, did their uh, live quiz. They did their live quiz week, as well. Yeah. Uh the Raptors played that night, so I wasn't able to make it yeah. up then, but I saw them after. You're like, still close with them? Still very close yeah. with, like, Jesse, Corwin, Luca, DZ, like, Sam. Like, those like th those guys are, like, true friends to me. Like, we, we've been through hard times together. Like, we, we would see each other every day for, like, two years kind of thing. So uh, just a relationship I built with those guys was awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, kind of going back to, I guess, uh, the technical yeah. stuff, uh, what would you say to like a photographer looking to kind of get into sports photography and things like that? Um, what would you like equipment wise? How would they, how would you tell them to like start off? Like yeah. what equipment should they get? And like, you know, on a budget, like, I don't know when you started off, like how did you kind of like, you know, um, get the equipment that yeah. you use now? Because obviously equipment is expensive for sure. And uh, even if you're a student or whatnot, yeah. like where do you get the funds for that? Or how did you kind of build yourself? Up? Yeah. Um, so when I was growing up, I was very fortunate because my dad always had a camera in his house, mm -hmm. uh, in our house. And so I used my dad's camera to, to practice on and all that kind of stuff. And he also grew up as like a photographer as well, which is kind of funny, like not a, not to my level, but like he, that was his hobby, like photos and music kind of thing. Right. And like, it kind of plays into like my interest right what now. You do, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I always had a camera in the house and like I had the gear to use and like it it was sufficient enough to learn on and all that kind of stuff but i do recommend like you can start on any camera like it's not obviously like if you get a better camera you'll get better results but like working with gear that you have you just got to make the most of it kind of thing and um i recommend just going out and buying like a rebel t t3i and kind of learning on that and like obviously indoors it's kind of shitty because like <laughs> the lighting isn't yeah. ideal and like if you're mm -hmm. shooting like let's say high school basketball or even university basketball like the lighting is kind of crap in there right so just practicing on one of those kind of thing and learning how to use the settings and stuff shooting outdoor sports like soccer and uh even outdoor ball and baseball kind of thing and just learning on that um you can buy a very cheap like the 50 millimeter 1.8 that was my, my first nifty 50 nifty 50. That was, that was kind of the first lens I bought that was outside of the kit lens kind of thing. Right. So, and I shot all my concerts on that lens and like, I don't use it anymore, but I still recommend that lens to use because you can stop down to 1.8. Now you'd be, you'd have to be pretty close for that though. You have to, to be pretty close to for that. Yeah. Yeah. Shot. But like, 
if you're shooting like let's say university like Ryerson Rams basketball, like you can like get sports, some pretty yeah. use sports basketball. Like the gyms are pretty small, like in the university kind of community. Yeah. Like no one's playing in arenas and stuff, right? So you can get some pretty good shots if you're like situated under the basket or even along the baselines and um, courtside kind of thing, right? Um, but learning on that and then also like there's you can buy like a 70 to 300 kind of thing it's not like the l series if you shoot cannon obviously um but then it has like a variable aperture so you're going from four to 5.6 and it gets really dark right so like the lens i use 70 to 200 2.8 um obviously it's a very expensive lens but there's alternatives like you can buy a tamra lens you can buy a tokina lens like that are half the price so like obviously it's a lot of money, but it's an investment at the end of the day, right? Like you're going to spend money now, but like you can make it back. Mm-hmm. It, like you, you just got to like put money into it now and be like, okay, like I trust myself. And if, if you're really passionate about what you do, you can be like, okay, I'm going to start charging now. And then before you know it, like you'll just pay it off. So for someone who's like, I mean, like, let's say like, a, I mean, it doesn't matter the age, like high school or yeah. university student, someone who's mm-hmm. wanting to get into sports photography. Um, do you have any tips like for yeah. Them? yeah um just like every every like high school or university has like a sports team at some capacity it may not be varsity but it may like the, there'll be sports around in your in your uh kind of environment kind of thing right and it's my way of getting into sports photography was very unconventional and like it's not gonna be yeah a way that everyone's gonna go yeah, through I mean, it. you kind of you kind of got to make the jump right to yeah the big we, leagues, we, right? which is crazy yeah. right but like if you have another talent that can kind of get you into a position and kind of, you know, that like you can use your other kind of talent in a way to kind of support both of the talents, then you're there foot in the door already and you can kind of make the most of it. But uh, just being aware of like what teams play kind of thing, like um, reaching out to like different PRs, like, uh, like the process at Ryerson is pretty simple. Like Oh yeah. It's like um, at Ryerson, like, um definitely if this is like a high schooler listening to this reach out to your sports teams like they yeah on school newspaper they yeah literally well you can you can just show up anyways right like yeah. no one's gonna say like no like you can't in university if you're in university or college or whatever um there are publications on yep. campus public like i'm the sports editor of rtv news michael was actually the preceding yeah. Yeah. sports editor i kind of took the job after he graduated he stole last the year. keys as soon as i left <laughs> He, he gave me the keys, yeah. oh, to be okay, fair. Fine, fine. <laughs> put it that but way. Uh, we're always looking for sports photographers, yeah. photographers in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, or you could just uh, contact, like, yeah, they left the media contact, and you just yep. email yep. them, say you're a student, yep. you want to shoot. And I think that's probably the easiest thing. Yeah, like, like it's it's pretty simple to get, like, a media pass in, like, university kind of yeah, capacity. Yeah, don't, don't show up. It's kind of weird if you show up at, like, a peewee hockey game. And shoot. Yeah, like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> or, like, if you have, like, you know a sibling them. or cousin yeah, that kind of plays sports go to their events, kind of mm-hmm. shoot, shoot them. And like, I, I, when I was first starting, I like shot my brother playing hockey too, like just kind of minor league hockey, like just to get out there and kind of shoot hockey pictures. But yeah, like making, ma- taking advantage of like your high school or university. Um, if you're in high school still, like the yearbook, like that's what my brother did. Like he took photos of the basketball team for the yearbook and like everyone loves photos of themselves especially like athletes because yeah. they want to post yeah. photos after right they want exactly. they want to post like the action shots action you know, shots show off right the, yeah yeah the, they're sick of, you gotta, sick you, of the game you, you know? gotta flex on the gram and even like professional athletes are the same way these days right with 
Pascal always reposting and even Fred always reposting kind of photos on their story. They people love kind of photos of themselves and like people are transitioning to like building their own brands and like what better way is if they have really high quality photos of themselves. So um like I said before, just reach out to the media people, PR people that uh run the kind of youth sports teams and that kind of stuff and they'll be help happy to kind of help you out or push you into the right direction of getting to where you want to be shoot that um develop a portfolio that way also shoot outside of sports like i always recommend shooting just portraits of people or shooting landscapes just go out and just shoot photos and i, I always recommend sharing sharing your stuff like don't keep it to yourself like a lot of people like to kind of hide their work and like they're kind of ashamed of what they do mm-hmm. and like a lot of photographers don't like to put their face out there either like if you follow them on Instagram, like you, their profile picture is like something vague or even their, yeah. their Instagram handle is kind of vague. And then when you meet them in person, like you don't know who they are. Yeah. Right. So yeah, like yeah. developing your own brand is also important um, because that way people know who you are. You can go out into public and people are like, oh, like you're that person kind of thing. And like just going out. I think I think that's a big thing on Instagram, too. Like you obviously is your, 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 your handle is your name. Yeah. But a lot of people have like, you know. I don't know something Toronto like something Ch- Toronto JPEG or, or something. Ch- shooter or yeah like, something yeah. like that you know that's like a nickname yeah and I think that's kind of hard to um yeah especially if you're looking <clears throat> to get jobs yeah it's kind of hard to align yourself yeah. with what you do yeah um and I, I and I think like networking is the biggest part of my job like uh a, a lot of my job like all of my jobs now are through networking like my TSN job was kind of through networking my my Yahoo job was through networking, right? So it's just about kind of putting yourself out there and uh, messaging people. I always advocate shooting your shot, like slide into people's DMs, like being like, <laughs> hey, like I would love to work with you kind of thing. Yeah. Even if it's free work, it's like still at the end of the day, you can develop a portfolio. What's, and what's the biggest opportunity you've gotten from like sliding DMs or um, like just, just <laughs> what's the biggest, I guess, network like networking shot you've shot before, Yeah. Um, so to say? My favorite one was like with Flow ninety three five. So like during the playoffs last year, they po- reposted one of my Drake photos of him at a Raptors game, and they, I didn't realize they posted, it and then all my friends kind of commented, being like, "Hey, like this is your photo," kind of thing, right? And so like, then I just commented, being like, "Tag me," right? And so they messaged me. They were like very apologetic, being like, "We can take it down. Like we're so sorry." Blah blah blah. Like uh, then their like program director reached out to me and being like, "Hey, like uh, we're sorry. Like this happened. Like we didn't mean for it to happen." I was like no worries just like just tag me kind of thing right mm-hmm. and then i kind of spun it on them being like hey but if you're interested in like uh someone taking photos for you guys for your concert just let me know and mm-hmm. like luckily i got on a call with their marketing guy and like developed a relationship that way because at mm-hmm. the time like i was it was kind of slow in the concert world like i wasn't shooting as many concerts um i was shooting for like a couple local publications in toronto that weren't that big and so uh, kind of shooting my shot that way and being like hey like I can shoot for you guys and then still shoot for them today. What do you tend to cool. like more, concert or sports photography? Um, I I do enjoy bo- both. Um, it's hard to pick one. Like I, the rush of just shooting a concert and capturing a special moment, especially like some of my favorite artists I get to see, um, that's special. But like, there's something special about just shooting playoff basketball mm-hmm. and playoff sports. Like it's it's you can't compare it to anything else. Like with a concert, it's kind of like every show is the same in a way like when they do the rehearsal and stuff like every show and the like the tour leg is like the same like you can go to a show in montreal or go to a show in toronto it's going to be the same show basically Mm -hmm. right 
playoff basketball is different. Like game one's going to be different from game two kind of thing. Right. So you, mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to get. So I, I guess playoff basketball kind of outweighs everything. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to photo- want to take photos of besides uh, sports and concerts or even uh, portraits? Um, portraits things, in a way like want, yeah, things you all might kind yeah, of experiment yeah. in. Yeah, uh, just more like fashion stuff. Fashion. I've been like I I want to be more on the editorial side of stuff. So like shooting like um, stuff for brands like mm-hmm. let's say Nike or Adidas or even stuff for let's say H and M or kind of like fashion brands right like or like dior or like chanel gucci kind of that kind of stuff i it's very interesting to me and i want to see kind of my photos on like more murals and billboards and stuff like that and just pushing my kind of creativity in a different way and like being a creative having creative direction over something because like when you shoot sports you let the athletes kind of do what they do and that kind of stuff but like when you're shooting let's say fashion for example like you're kind of directing everything that goes down like it's your vision you get to see what uh obviously you're instructing models to do x y and z but at the end of the day it's like your vision and like you're able to kind of uh shoot what you want to shoot at the end of the day and like just to see i would like to kind of experiment more more with that and like uh, pushing my boundaries that way yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um uh we just have a couple more questions and then uh Keyshawn's actually going to jump into our discussion for, yeah. the, for the week um but uh i know you know the raptors now like kind of built a yeah personal relationship with some of the players i, I mean i saw you post like a video in like the locker room and stuff yeah yeah um what are they like like a uh, pascal uh, yeah fred like i don't know they're all, they're all like them. really nice like the this raptors team is like very like very likable like you have ronde you have pascal you have fred and like what's cool is like i've like seen these guys not like seen them seen them but like i've seen them play on this team for like since i started right yeah photographing the raptors so it's it's kind of like the same like you get to see them progress like i progressed as well and just to see them kind of playing well and like balling out pascal is going to be an all-star this year like fred is like playing like an all-star in the east kind of thing right so um it's really cool to be a part of like just that environment like obviously your media at the end of the day you're not friends with them but yeah. like just to s- have them kind of know who who you are is kind of special they tag you like they they'll tag, tag me like I, I you're, you're cool with them yeah i'm cool with them kind of thing norm norm as well like he's reposted a couple of my things so just developing developing a re- relationship that way and hopefully in the new year kind of doing more uh personal one-on-one stuff with uh all three of them yeah which athlete do you find the most interesting to work with in terms of just like getting photos or uh, just like in general, you know? Uh, so last year it was obviously the big one was Kawhi. Yeah. Just like he was always oh, the yeah. best player on the court. So um, <clears throat> he would always be my focus and just like his tendencies and even like just a fun, like couple funny stories. Like last year on media day, Raptors media day, like bar down did something with all the Raptors. And so uh, we interviewed Kawhi, which was kind of special. And then I went for like a handshake and he, he kind of snubbed me. <laughs> but then he realized like, oh, like I, I didn't shake his hand. So he patted me on the shoulder after. And it was, it was kind of like hands. It was like huge hands, huge. right? And then also just being in the locker room uh, during the playoffs last year, just him say like one of the reporters asked, like they were down two nothing to Milwaukee. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm like filming on my phone. And he just looks over at me like, uh, the reporter asked like where do you go from here and he's like game three in toronto and like i, yeah. I have that on my phone <laughs> still legend. were um, you the one who posted like, i was that? the one who posted that, that. like so it's, it's, yeah yeah so it's it's still on my phone that clip 
uh, millions of views kind of thing. But just like being in that environment and like seeing the players, like even like Kawhi after that game, it's like, I guess they had Chick-fil-A, like the team. And so he, he told like one of the assistant coaches, like save me some. So just to, just he to loves, see them in like th- that environment. <laughs> and Chick-fil-A. like Yeah, that's that's a... I mean, you should have stayed then because uh, we just got Chick-fil-A. We so. just got Chick-fil-A, right? I mean, so like we had that... <laughs> when he was making the decision <laughs> but like then again like you you wake up in like middle of november and there's a snowstorm and like i get why you <laughs> left right yeah. so uh i had no shame in that right so yeah, of course. but yeah just being around those players and like just to see them in their environment kind of thing just having fun um any uh any cool stories that you've seen with uh that you've had or seen with uh you know any of any of the raptors um just the just like going off like the Pascal kind of calling me out, just like being in that locker room and them knowing who Yahoo sports are. And even like the other day, like Chris Boucher, like, cause I hold the mic sometimes. Right. And so he, he looked at him, the mic, he's like, don't mic Yahoo sports. And like, cause they, they, they all like, not all of them follow, but like sometimes they'll comment on like our posts and kind of stuff just to, just to see that like, Hey, like they, they kind of mess with our work. They, they like what we're doing. They repost some of our stuff. They engage. And like it's something different, like that, not TSN and Sportsnet do. It's kind of like a from a fan's perspective in a way. Um, so it's cool to kind of see them like respect your work, know who we are, kind of joke back and forth, and we're able to kind of capture those moments. And they they'll, they're probably in their own group chats, being like, "Hey, like, did you see this?" And then kind of chime in from there. Yeah. Outside of the Raptors, though, uh, just quickly. Yeah. Do you have, who are your favorite athletes to kind of photograph outside of? Um, outside of the Raptors. Because um, I mean, you photograph the Raptors like pretty much every game. But yeah, like, yeah. When you get visiting teams, you get opportunities yeah. to photograph like other yeah. athletes. So. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie Irving's a big one for me. Like he's one of my favorite players. Um, off the court, he's something else. But like to to watch him on the court is like pretty special. Obviously, LeBron is cool. Uh, we get James Harden tomorrow, which is awesome. Uh, the big players like that, even like the Canadian guys that come through, like um, RJ Barrett RJ now, and now you, now you see like guys like Shea Gilders Alexander, Nikhil Alexander Walker, and all those kind of guys kind of thriving, and hopefully uh, they're all going to represent Canada next year and hopefully call, qualify for Tokyo, um, which would be cool to go overseas to Tokyo and cover uh, the Canadian basketball team, which is fingers crossed. So like, let's put that into existence right now and speak it into existence. But mm-hmm. um. Aside from that, just um, even hockey, like photographing the Leafs, kind of, I grew up watching hockey and just to see like a player like Ovechkin, like that's Alexander Ovechkin and just to capture pictures of him like scoring a goal or just even warm up, just it's kind of comes full circle. It's surreal, yeah. It's surreal, like, oh, like this is my job. Like I grew up watching these guys and now I get to photograph them. Yeah. Is there any celebrity or athlete that you haven't taken a photo of yet that you'd love to if you get the chance? Yeah, uh, Kanye, Kanye West. Kanye West. That's up there. Like <laughs> Just seeing photos from like that Life of Pablo tour. Oh, yeah. Um, at the time, I didn't. I did take photos, but I, I didn't attend the concerts. But just seeing people even post photos, like phone photos, like looked incredible. Just, so like <laughs> photographing Kanye, either a portrait or even him in concert is on my bucket list. Even Jay-Z, like... It's Jay-Z's birthday today. Like Yeah, he's 50 today. He's, he's 50. He's it's 50. C- crazy half century. So next time he rolls through Toronto, hopefully I get to kind of take pictures of him. Yeah. Awesome. And um, 
you have any questions? Uh, I think you can never go wrong with uh, getting a photo of Kanye West, cause especially right now uh, with. Uh, Dude, he's Jesus. always relevant. Yeah, yeah exactly. Jesus is king. And, and right now, Jesus is king yeah. is, is is big, uh, and he's having his spiritual uh, renaissance. Yeah. I guess you want to say, and he's he's living life, loving life again. So I think. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's an era of Kanye. You, right? you get him smiling, <laughs> yeah. Now, for sure. I guess I do have a photo of Jay Z from the playoffs. Oh yeah, uh, in the finals, him beside Beyonce. Funny story from that. So my old coworker, uh, so like the TSN guys, bar down guys, were at the finals as well. And so DZ, um, he took a fo- uh, he had video on his phone of Jay Z walking into the building, and then Jay Z stops him and he's like, "Hey brother, like let me see your phone." Takes the video and deletes it off of his phone. Wow. Crazy, right? <laughs> well, so Jay-Z he, he took his phone like, and like... He does not like being photographed. He does not be... Yeah, anything, right? Quick so, question, yeah. though, because uh, I forgot to ask you about that, but you were actually at the... You were in, uh, I guess, the Bay Area when uh, uh, when the Toronto Raptors won yeah. the championship. What was that mm-hmm. like? And what, what was uh, what was that kind of experience? So that, like? that what, was, what was it like being in enemy territory during yeah, the uh, um, NBA Finals? So what was funny is like, we would take Ubers to kind of the arena, right? And like we would we would explain to like the drivers, yeah, we're from Toronto, we're covering the team, and they're like, yeah, like we wouldn't mind if Toronto won this year, like we really, yeah, like the they're like, I guess not tired of winning, but like, wow, what a what a privilege, yeah, to be like tired the, of winning, <laughs> like finals five years in a row, right? Like they're like, okay, like we'll let you guys have this one kind of thing, and wow, <laughs> um, I I guess the fans are just different in Toronto kind of thing like i don't want to like generalize it from that experience but um just like toronto fans more passionate about their team and like mm-hmm. even traveling during the playoffs i always say like toronto's still like the best city like mm. philadelphia was cool milwaukee was surprisingly cool like cool food spots and stuff even uh oakland as well um but at the end of the day toronto's still like the best city that i've been to what do you think the biggest cities. basketball city you've been to um so far I haven't been to like Boston yet, but I assume that's like a big basketball city, even like New Boston, York, LA, probably Boston, too. LA. So like that's still on my bucket list to kind of shoot a game in Staples Center, or even Madison Square Garden kind of thing. So hopefully in 2020, I get that hopefully opportunity. You never know. Um, but yeah, Toronto's like a big basketball city now. And just like even the comparison between Leafs and Raptors, like the Raptors building is a lot louder than yeah, it's getting when the big, Leafs play. So even like when they played Philadelphia the other night, like it felt like a playoff game in there. For sure. Um, before we switch over to this week's news and sports, um, uh, do you have any projects you want to kind of let people know about or, or anything you're working on? Um, nothing, nothing yet. I, I recently wrapped up like a, a series of workshops with the creator class um, back in September. And then I did a panel recently with them. Um, but hopefully in the new year, kind of more, more, more of that kind of stuff. So be on the lookout for more kind of workshops and panels and kind of that stuff. And also, uh, don't take my word for this, but in 2020, I want to start a YouTube channel up again, just more mystery hockey or not mystery hockey, but more like (laughs) photography focus. So like more kind of, um, tutorials and kind of stories behind like photos I've taken or just helping people out and even vlogs too, like putting more effort into kind of teaching the next generation of photographers and like helping people answer questions that they may have about sports or even concert photography, because I get like DMS like every day asking for sure. Cause how do I, I, I think, how do I get it? I think right now we're experiencing like this boom, like of people wanting to get into sports media. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. all of us, we're trying to get into sports media. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've made it, but but we're obviously trying to get into sports media as well. 
And um, I think there's a huge audience of people who'd want to know. Yeah. They like watch what we're doing. Mm -hmm. People want to know how to do it. And I think that would like be perfect because yeah. people like even me, like um, I was looking forward to asking you questions about photography because yeah. Like, yeah. Um, there's yeah. just always so many questions. So mm -hmm. that'll be good. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully I keep my word in 2020, but, uh, it, it should be, sh should be a cool experience. Like, yeah, just a bit, get back into the YouTube space and like, hopefully even do more Instagram lives and stuff like that. Just talking to people and answering questions that yeah. way. Yeah. So, uh, now we'll switch over into our general mm -hmm. discussion. Just us three now. Uh, um, but you're, I mean, we, uh, you start off playing hockey. Were you a Leafs fan? Um, so I was a Leafs and Sabres fan. Leafs and Sabres. So it's, it's funny, right? It um, is funny. <laughs> so my favorite goalie go growing up were, were Ryan Miller and Dominic Hasek, nice. right? So like that's why I'm a Sabres fan. Okay. Even to, like today, like I haven't like switched a team. Obviously, like being in Toronto and like covering the Leafs as well, I'm going to lean heavier to the Leafs. And just because they've made the playoffs in the last eight years kind of thing. Um, but I'm still like a Sabres fan. Like I, I still want to buy like Eichel, like the the new like the white. Oh, the gold that, ones. The white and gold well, those jerseys. Are, those so. are actually nice. I'll give so. I'll give <laughs> Buffalo props for that. I, I was might. in Buffalo for the game between Leafs and Sabres on Friday. I have to say, seeing those jerseys live, they're really nice. Yeah, they're they're, nice. they're and with the white gloves too. Like, yeah, killer. So uh, I do have an Eichel 15 jersey, but he changed his number and he got the captain. So now white gloves for were for like dusters back yeah, yeah. in the day. Now, but now like, yeah. with Vegas bringing Vegas, it back, yeah. it's like it's clean again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we're gonna be seeing more white gloves in for the near sure. future. Yeah, I don't especially with Seattle. Seattle, Seattle will yeah. definitely have white gloves. Hopefully, we don't see white pants though. No, oh, yeah, white pants. <laughs> or white skates. White skates. <laughs> white skates. Uh, I don't mind white skates, but uh, um, what do you want to start with? You want to talk Raptors? Yeah, we can talk, yeah. talk, yeah, we can talk about Raptors. last night's game. Yeah. Last yeah. night's game. Uh, pretty exciting game uh, between the Raptors and Jimmy Butler coming back, and then no, you overtime happened. You were at the game yesterday, yep. right? Yep. Okay, so that's an uh, that's an extra <laughs> perspective on things. Yeah, but um. How do we how do we describe that uh, overtime? Let's start oh, with that. They came out flat. I don't I don't know. Like Jimmy Butler did what Jimmy Butler always yeah. does, and like Philadelphia kind of like not screwed up, but like they lost two really good players from that playoff run, like JJ Redick and Jimmy Butler. Mm -hmm. Like those those two were their big players during that playoff run, and I think they they're different ma difference makers at the end of the day. Like Jimmy Butler can go score eight points in a minute, like. No one else on that Sixers team can do that, and I'm sure no one else in the East can kind of do that. Like, Jimmy Butler can do it both on, like, the defensive and offensive end. And to have players like Myers Leonard and Duncan Robinson, like, hit open threes throughout the whole game, mm -hmm. it's kind of scary for, yeah. like, the rest of the teams in the East. Like, <laughs> Miami's starting to look like a, like a they're, real They're a real, right real like, contender. Like, you you look at the Bucks and you see, okay, like, they have Giannis. And that's pretty much it. Like they don't like Eric Bledsoe is kind of a liability out there. Yeah. Chris Middleton's like a a worse Demar Derozan. Um, oh, that hurts. Right. Like like <laughs> they're like one dimensional players, right? Like Chris Middleton can get you a mid range bucket here and there, but like you're not gonna count on him to kind of go in the last minute and kind of get you that bucket. Um, same thing goes for the Sixers. Like who do you give to the ball in the last minute to play? And you saw that against Toronto a couple games ago. Like you had Ben Simmons kind of go down the court, easy layup, or e at least like try to draw a foul. He kind of kicks it off to the corner for, I believe, 
was it Tobias Harris? Or, uh, I forget who was on the floor at that time for for three, and he ends up throwing it into yeah. the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. And even in that game, like they had Tobias Harris kind of take the last shot, and then you have Simmons kind of do his weird three sixty uh, three, and then airballs it, of course. Um, but like Miami, like they have dominant scores, and they don't have to rely on Jimmy throughout the whole game. Like they have for Ken- sure. Kendrick Nunn. They have, like I said, Duncan Robertson, Myers Leonard. They have Bam out there. Like they have really different scores on their team that they're, can do a bit of everything. They're balling, and I think their system really works um, around Jimmy Butler. I, th- yeah. I really think he fits in there better than Philadelphia. Um, and For if sure. you wanted to go to Miami, we all know yeah, that he's. Yeah. I mean, when, when you're happy, you're playing. <laughs> For sure, better like, as well. Yeah, um, like good weather out there. Yeah. In terms of yesterday's game, like I thought, the Raptors played a great game. Until that overtime, I think yeah. they kept in there. Um, yeah. Kind of that fourth was kind of tough, but by when um, Norm hit that yeah. three, yeah, yeah. it kind of turned things around. But uh, yeah, no, that overtime was just I don't I've, I don't I know, don't how, to know how to describe that. Overtime. It. it was just they were kind of sloppy. Yeah, I kind think, of just I think they were like afraid of the moment. Kind yeah, of thing. and like Pascal especially, like now he's the guy and like. This these are moments where you kind of miss Kawhi. It's gonna take some time for him to get for used sure. To like mm-hmm. he's being he's, number one. He's the man now, and like now, like you you're expecting to him to kind of take the ball and kind of doing his spin move in the post and kind of scoring, and he really didn't do that last night. Like he was kind of locked up by by both. Like he was double teamed the whole night, kind of thing, and he couldn't draw any fouls. And like partly that's on the refs, partly that's on like. Um, just the respect the Raptors get mm-hmm. in the league, and even Kyle as well. Like, like he even said last night, if he hits a couple threes, like they win the game, yeah. right? And he, he didn't hit any of his shots, right? Yeah, a lot so. of uncharacteristic misses for the Raptors in that overtime, especially because I was watching that, uh, and just like there's some times where they would just run up the court and then they wouldn't set up any play; they just stop and shoot with yeah. with some coverage, and the shot would either go wide or just like uh, hit off the rim, like. You don't expect yeah. the Raptors to play like that, especially with the way they've been playing uh, so far this year. They look scared. Like credit to Miami for their defense last mm-hmm. night because they really locked it down, and that paint was not yeah. open, and the Raptors weren't getting the calls. They weren't at the line that much for last sure. night. Um, Fred did his thing, but like at the end of the day, like you kind of have to rely on your certain players, like Kyle and Pascal, to kind of make those open threes or at least draw fouls in that capacity and get to the line, but they really couldn't do that last night. Um, um, hopefully they kind of redeem themselves tomorrow against the Rockets. It's going to be tough, but... It's going to be yeah. really how, tough. Yeah. How do you guys, uh, for both of you guys, like um, Kyle Lowry obviously returned yesterday. Yeah. Yep. How do you guys think he did? Because, yeah, like, it's kind of interesting. He didn't play that great yesterday, yeah, yeah. if we're being honest. Uh, but, you know, he's... It's, it's interesting because we know that there's so many trade talks going around mm-hmm. right now and uh in his absence fred van Vliet really stepped mm-hmm. up is this like is is lowry still number one is he still the starting point guard i, I i'd say so still like uh, I, obviously you don't want to overreact after one game like yeah. we'll see like this next final stretch will be good because they play the rockets they play um the clippers next week as well Kawhi comes mm-hmm. back yeah i'm they actually play... gonna be at that game <laughs> amazing yeah so that's gonna lucky that's gonna you be good. it's gonna be a really good game they play boston twice on I'm, Chris... as, I'm assuming you're gonna be shooting that i'll game, be there right? as of course well. um they play boston twice i think there there's a spurs game coming up too so like they have a really kind of tough schedule coming up and if kyle can't ball out and mm-hmm. score 20 points or do his thing on the defensive or even facilitating good players or drawing fouls i think it'll be really telling because 
they kind of seemed to lose their flow a lot. Like, they didn't have any flow last night, and that's just integrating Kyle back into the lineup. Yeah. But I'm sure after tomorrow, he'll he'll be making his shots, like he said last night. Like, he, had, he hadn't done any basketball playing since, like, uh, New Orleans, and that was yeah, a yeah. long time ago, right? So we'll see what happens there. Like, hopefully Kyle makes his shots. Um, he'll do his thing. I still like him and Van Vliet out there, like, Family, it's like an energy guy. He can kind of build, bring the ball up the court, and kind of let Kyle kind of facilitate on his end of things. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm, I, I'm sure Masai will make a move by the trade deadline. I can either see either Mark or Serge getting traded, or even Norm Powell getting traded. Like, really, I, I think they're in a spot where they, they're a contender to make the finals. I, like, I truly believe that. Like, they proved that while Kyle and Serge were out. So <laughs> if they can do it without those guys and maybe bring in another like shooting guard that can kind of get them a bucket or a power forward to kind of back up Siakam, like a shooter off the bench, like they could be be a threat coming out of these. So I I, I don't leave like I wouldn't call uh call out a like a Maasai move by the end of the yeah. deadline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think he has to do one move if they want to kind yeah, of win yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, credit where credit is due, though, for Lowry. Didn't he finish with, like, 11 assists or something yeah, like that? Yeah, like, he, he still had a double-double. And yeah. Like, yeah, like, from assists, a stat line yeah. perspective, like, he had, I think he had 10 points, 11 assists, yeah, and, yeah. like, 5 or 6 rebounds, which is, like... I mean, that's still good. I that's think, I think what it is, what it comes down to is, I think Raptors fans in general are seeing Fred VanVleet as, um, you know, we all knew he would be the next one up. Yeah. But it seems like he's already now. He's now already here. Like he's all. It's he's already. Yeah. You. He's we, a. He. He could be a starter. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you have two starters, and yeah. there's so many trade rumors around Lowry. Yeah. Um. It's like, is Lowry really needed? Like with his big contract, things like that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like uh, we we talked about this a couple episodes ago. I I don't think it's time to trade Lowry yet. Mm-hmm. But it's it's enticing. Like now it's enticing, and obviously we'll give it a few more games. But if Lowry's, um not performing like in comparison to fred vanley you gotta think because we also have yeah. to the we have, we have to think that the raptors have to re-sign fred vanley as yep. well and you know if he's really breaking out this season how much is he gonna ask for yeah hopefully they can lock him down long term um and i think that's it's kind of transitioning into that new core mm-hmm. of van bleed siakam and yeah. I, I would throw norm in there too i think yep. norm, norm is kind norm, of like og of course yep. um and i think I I, I was time, saying yeah. I was saying Gasol will probably get flipped. I think he'll still get flipped either way. Yeah, yeah. I think Gasol is um, probably the odd man now, especially at his age. Uh, I yeah. don't know how at much more mileage he's got. Yeah. I think Ibaka like, is still pretty valuable to the team, but sure. yeah. Gasol is. Uh, I, I was saying before, but uh, any championship contending team. I know the Raptors are a championship contending team, but, they but um, like a player like Marcus. If they want to yeah. wait out, I think the plan was you know like eyes set on Giannis in twenty. Yeah. 20 uh 21 21 21, and um obviously with that uh (laughs) with i said on that that um this year's kind of like a it's a weird thing it's It's like a wash yeah like it's like a a you're a contender but it's like we're also just looking to the future yeah and if you can get something out of marcus all and send him to like maybe a team that really wants to pay for a Mm -hmm. you know an experienced uh veteran that can lock down Joel that can Embiid. lock down Joel Embiid. maybe <laughs> maybe the Sixers will want to pick him up yeah. just so he does yeah just so he can't uh yeah. lock down Joel Embiid but you can't uh, hurt him anymore I know <laughs> but um I think I personally think maybe the Raptors should jump on a Gasol trade yeah I because, think Gasol yeah 
before before so. you can lose you know um the value yep from him yep mm-hmm. and I, his value is very high like coming off a like even though he offensively his game's not there anymore like still defensively he's he's a very good player and even facilitating the ball passing the ball like he's still top notch and like his basketball iq is like unreal and then he can shoot the three too like he's a better three-point shooter than than anything else in his game which is crazy yeah and like i mean his contract is is ending and i think again um i don't even think the raptors will re-sign him no Um, i I don't see that there's no point yeah he's he could probably get paid um by a team who wants to yep you know utilize him in the playoffs or something like that so i mean the raptors should just (laughs) <laughs> get what they can out of him yeah. by the deadline. Well, right? I think really. so. And, like, you have Chris Boucher in the pipeline, too. Like, he's not playing anymore because Zabaka's back and Mark's there as well. But, like, he kind of proved during that stretch that he can be a 10 and 10 player, which was, like, very surprising to me. And, like, defensively, he's sound. I think he just has to put on a few more pounds. And he's, he's a lock for, like, a good backup center. Uh, on the Raptors so I look forward to seeing more kind of minutes from him and hopefully he gets more of an opportunity because now he's mm-hmm. not like he's just on the bench and then he won't get playing time unless it's garbage time so yeah what about you what about you Michael uh, what do you think about uh, the kind of trading well for sure Gasol is going to be on the move uh, at some point I think it's just not a matter of if it's a matter of when uh, I know I said in before Obaka oh, is going to get traded first but I think when he when really comes down to it Gasol seems like the more likely candidate, and it's just really more for his defense. I think a lot of teams, uh, we don't give credit for this, but teams really value players that can mm-hmm. uh, lock it down on defense. And as much as it's great to like just score a 25 and 6 on, on, every, on a given night, uh, I think for most teams it'd be better to just be that guy that locks down uh, – Joel Embiid and yeah. make him put up zero, uh, a donut. Zero points. Yeah. <laughs> but like not not just really that, but like you have to be able to defend. And I think Gasol still has that ability. And until uh, his his IQ, basketball IQ uh, starts to decline, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of teams, especially in the Western Conference, sure. where there's yeah. a lot of yeah. uh, competition and teams that are trying to make it in. Someone would want him. Like the, sure. ro- like the Rockets would be like a great. Yeah, actually, it would be a great fit there. I think yeah. it comes down to like Raptors have their sights set on the future. Yeah. And um, you know, get something while you can out of Gasol. Maybe if that if that means you won't win the championship this year. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Prepare yourself. Who knows yeah. if the Raptors are even mm-hmm. gonna win the championship this year? Yeah. But uh, hey, make a full run at Giannis. Yeah. For or even like flip him to like championship. New Orleans for like Drew Holiday. That'd be a good. Like, that'd be a good. I don't know how you, how you package that, but Drew Holiday yeah. is a really good player. He, like he can do it yeah. on both ends. Where would you guys um? There's talks about. Pascal Siakam, uh, MVP candidate, actually. Yeah, he um, recently the, the top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw that on TSN today. Mm-hmm. Um, they ranked Pascal Siakam as the uh, kind of the fifth uh, yeah. candidate for the for MVP so far. I mean, it's, it's way too early to tell still, but so far he's ranked fifth. They had uh, at one they had Giannis and then LeBron and then Luca, um, then Harden and then Siakam. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that? Is where you would rank him, or what do you guys think about that? I think that's a fair assessment. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but like MVP is like the most like to say it out loud, like the most valuable player to your team. And like it's not at the end of the day, it's not just about um, scoring points. It's about being kind of a leader out there, right? And like with Kawhi gone, Danny Green gone, like those kind of veteran presence is not there. And like even with Kyle Lowry out out of the lineup for a couple of weeks and Serge Ibaka as well. 
Siakam did a really good job of kind of like being like, hey, like this is my team now. And I, I wish he did a better job last night kind of thing with this ranking coming out today. Mm-hmm. But like just he's the man now. And like to see the team at 15 and five now without Kawhi, like it's incredible to, to see like and if credit to Nick Nurse as well for like kind of taking like all that's left him and kind of like having the same momentum coming into this year and kind of being like, Hey, like pointing at players like Stanley Johnson and Rondé and being like, Hey, you're not playing well, or you're not doing what you have to do in practice. So you're not going to get minutes out there. Right. And kind of like being that coach to be like, Hey, like I'm going to look to these players like Pascal and be like, you're the guy now you got to be the guy. So, um, so far this season, Pascal's kind of proved he's mm-hmm. along, along everyone else in the MVP consideration, but, uh, one through four, I, I think that's fair to kind of rank those players ahead of Pascal. I can't really see any players coming in at five ahead of Pascal as well. So I think they had um, Kawhi, Kawhi at six. At six. Kawhi at six. Yeah, AD like AD at seven. Yeah. Uh, the Clippers are going to do what they do. Like, they have a really good team. They have like a they, really good team. They have Lou Williams and Paul George. Like, they, on any given night, like, any of those players can drop 30 points. Like, no question. So, with the Raptors, for say, like, you don't really have that. Like, you have Van Vliet, who's shown that this season, and you have Norm, who's sh- shown that this season as well. But consistently, I think Siakam has done his job, and like to have him at five, it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to add to that, uh, if there's any proof that the Raptors' development is one of the best in the league, uh, this is proof right here. Yeah. Like to think that this guy went from being near the end of the first uh, end of the first round draft pick to now potentially being an MVP candidate, potentially winning yeah. the damn thing, like. That's a, it's incredible he went for from, him, and it's just incredible for the Raptors. He went so. from averaging like four points yeah. per yeah. game like two seasons ago yeah. to this. That's yeah. that's crazy. And I said it when he won um, most improved player. I said it because the last most improved player that we kind of saw with a very high potential, kind of similar to Siakam, was Giannis. Yeah, and uh, we all know Giannis. Like yeah, he yeah. made that leap to MVP. It's it's exciting just to see. Um, Pascal Siakam, yeah, like he's ours. Being considered as an MVP, like <laughs> yeah. think of it like. Uh, obviously, it's not about MVP. Isn't about being the best player; it's uh, being the most valuable player. Yeah, but I mean, it's always one of the best players. Just yeah. to be considered an yeah, MVP candidate means you're like he's jumped up to like top five. Yeah, he arguably, I would say, like not like not overall, but this season, he's a top five player. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. He's definitely uh, earned his uh, chops, and I think there's what else? To, where's the ceiling gonna go? Because I feel like uh, we thought the ceiling was pretty low, considering where he was in his rookie season and then his sophomore campaign. But now it feels like he's destroyed that ceiling, yeah. and it's just gonna keep going higher and higher. And I think that's just credit yeah, to and the if Raptors could, development staff and credit to Siakam, who mm-hmm. keeps improving yeah. every single day. If he can keep this up, I think like even if he has a monster season, he could crack. Uh, he, cr- uh, he could crack like. Uh, kind of the top 10 best yeah, players even I think so. in the whole league yeah. like mm. to be recognized as a top 10 player yeah like he's he's become like he can score at any any point in the game and any place on the floor kind of like kevin durant in a way obviously i'm not Kev- comparing him to kevin <laughs> yeah. durant um but just to see like his scoring ability and just to see how he can kind of make his own plays like the game against um who was it the other night on monday who did they play on monday 
Uh, the Raptors? Yeah. Uh, can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I know it was a. They pre- played U- They played Utah. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, the blowout yeah, yeah. where that, played, that turned into a close like, one. Just to just to see Siakam out there, kind of like making his own plays, going to three, going inside the paint, kind of spitting off everyone. Like just his footwork is insane, and just to see all the work he put in over summer at Rico Hines and all those runs. Since we we heard that last season, everyone was like, Pascal is going to come for that MIP. He did it. He did it over this summer as well. Pascal's coming for the MVP. He's in that consideration now. So who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of years. And then hopefully Giannis in 2021, like that's your best duo in the league, right? That, that would be, uh, be right insane. up there with uh, among the most deadly duos. For uh, sure. Like, I, I wouldn't say. court would be insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say like, uh, oh, this is comparable to Shaq and Kobe. But I mean, I don't think you've ever seen any uh, comp duo like that it wouldn't be fair do you, have any <laughs> other, do you have any other teams that you follow as well um in the um, nba in the nba yeah. i i do like 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 i said like i i like kyrie Irving. like the nets aren't, aren't doing that well this year and kyrie hasn't been playing um but i'm just like a fan in general like i'll still like i like to keep in touch with like certain players yeah so like i'll, I'll still watch clippers games here and there who are some of your favorites players or players 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 uh I'll, I'll still keep tabs on Kawhi. Uh, Ka- of course, uh, of course. Of course, right? Uh, Kyrie Irving, I, I like. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, he's hurt right now. Like He's, he's still, good. He's a, he's a really good player. It's, it's He's out for another two or three weeks, so it kind of sucks always, I've, I've always had a soft spot for uh, Porzingis. Yeah, Porzingis, Porzingis is, is sick. Even t- to watch Luka play. Like, Luka he's, is, he's yeah, insane. Luka is unreal. And like, I had an argument with my coworkers last year, like, comparing him to Ben Simmons like who's the better player like at the time like I was very firm on like Luca being the better player and he's like Luke. nah like ben Atlanta Simmons. Atlanta messed up in a way I know. Trey Young is Trey Young's good. Still good he's going to be a star I know he's going to be a star yeah but there's the consistent all-star and then there's the superstar yeah. consistent MVP he's like player. a LeBron type like, like, I don't want to compare I don't say to LeBron, LeBron but he's going to be like top five and he's only 20 years old <laughs> he's 20 playing like this I know that's crazy right and I, like Mm-hmm. I, I know it's it. early, but uh, just sorry to interrupt. Uh, that might be one of the most lopsided trades on draft night ever. They did it, it for could. a first round pick. Yeah. Like, that's all yeah, it took yeah. to prime away. Yeah, and they, they got like <laughs> they got Cam Reddish with that first round pick too. After yeah, I mean, would you Who? would you trade? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> would you trade? Would you trade a first and Trey Young right now for Luca? No, no, like that's no. not no. fair. <laughs> that's not enough. You no. need to give up even more than that. Like the the Paul George trade that happened. Like what was that four first round? Picks? That's that's and like an like, like a, a, a bag full and, of first round picks yeah, and, and a prospect that's yeah. Uh, decent. Yeah, like a. So I don't know. Like Luca's definitely like the next generational player. Like you have now, you have Giannis, you have Luca. Um, who like I guess Trey Young's among that conversation with next kind of stars of the league. Devin mm-hmm. Booker as well. Um, it's a kind of shame with like D'Angelo Russell going out and like that yeah. opportunity he had and in Golden State and like now like he's hurt. So like. Man, I like I like, D- uh, I like D'Angelo D-Lo, Russell D-Lo's a lot, one of my but I just feel players, like he's being yeah. thrown around. Yeah, way yeah. too much. Let's be real. I think Golden State's gonna flip him as For well. For sure. Like once Clay, and once Clay Steph comes, comes back, back yeah. um, I thought they. I, th- I mean, when you think about it, even all four of them, they of their are of their all all stars kind of running it. Mm-hmm. Still pretty sick, but I just don't think he fits in there. No, um, so he'll just get flipped again, which yeah. kind of sucks. I think it'd be good for Golden State though, because especially after the year that they've been having, uh, when you can move D'Angelo Russell and you can move into a team that would probably really want him, because what is he like a point guard, a shooting guard? Yeah, yeah. he's a guard. Yeah, yeah, he's a guard, so, yeah. So there's a lot of teams, especially in the West, that could really use a guy like him. 
and I know for him, like, a lot of stuff now, the fourth team uh, in, like, three or four years. Yeah. I know it sucks for him, but, like, that would be a good thing for Golden State to get value out of him. And then next year, which I would assume they'll be back to contending status because this year I feel like it's a write-off for them. Yeah. Like, that would be good for them. It's, like, good good thing we to start to... we got a good to... draft pick this year. Like, Dude, yeah, they're... exactly. <laughs> I think mock drafts have uh, them taking LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> which, First of all, Hey, amazing. I've called this <laughs> since 2017. I said LaMelo Ball is going to be top pick in 2020. I yeah. said this. He just oh, played... Okay. He, even in high school, he played... Yeah, crazy. He, he's definitely the People best. People just ball wanted brother. to buy into yeah. the media hate and things yeah. like that, but I think he's. Insane. It's sad to see like Lonzo not playing. And what's sad is to say is see like him not playing college. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I think if he played in college, he'd be like the cemented number one pick for sure. If he just kind of took the normal yeah. like path, but hey, he's balling in Australia. Yeah. So well, like, they have him. There, there's Cole Anthony. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other players. So yeah, I mean, a really good draft class coming yeah. up. But I mean, I can't imagine like. If the if the Warriors land the top pick this year, yeah. then wow, that's like reminds me of San Antonio getting Tim Duncan. They kind yeah, of yeah. Uh, had an off year, and then yeah. they just I was just about all to say needed. that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe like Boston uh, tanking one year, and then like they make a bunch of trades, and then all of a sudden they win the championship the very next year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it wouldn't be like that. No, like, I mean, but yeah, that was just uh, <laughs> two thousand eight. That was just insane very, was management. Recent, yeah. yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. I mean. There's all that. Um, back to the Raptors, though. Yeah. Um, do you think the Raptors could realistically make it out of the East, both of you guys? I think so. Like, they, they've proven it this year, and, like, they have some key games against the Sixers coming up, two Boston games, and then Milwaukee as well. Um, they've proven that they can beat the Sixers. They haven't beat Boston or Milwaukee yet. but And Miami's coming up now, and too. Miami's, Miami's coming up, too. Threat. So they lost against Miami last night, but... Every game has been close, even against the Bucks. Like they could have beat the Bucks, they could have beat Boston too. Um, it's and now they have their kind of bench rolling and all that. Like they have a legitimate like eight guys that can kind of score a basket. So uh, when it comes to the playoffs, you really need that. And like that, hap- they ran into that last year where they only could play five guys that could score. And even Fred wasn't playing well in that series against the Sixers. But they can kind of prove that they have the right kind of pieces and if Masai makes another move they can definitely make it out of the east i think and they have the experience with the championship and plus all the other playoff experience from the past so this is a team that knows how to win they know how to play when when push comes to shove and crunch time it's this is a team that can still uh, give you night fits yeah. if you're a team like yeah. the, the 76ers that are still trying to figure out what it takes to win even with Milwaukee like that was like the furthest that they've gone with uh, Giannis so far and like I, I still think that the Raptors have what it takes to get out of the East, mm-hmm. but I will say this: they got pretty lucky last year, all things considered. But even though they had Kawhi, it's going to be a little bit tougher this year. But uh, mm-hmm. if they make it out this year, I think we know exactly why, and it's because of that playoff experience. Yeah, like uh, they they got that championship DNA now, and like yeah. they, even like Serge saying like he knows how to win a championship now. Like he knows like his know what role it takes. on the team, you know and like takes, you know he knows what it takes. Like you got to be a team player; it's not yeah. just about the yourself, whole team has right? to. There's sacrifices and there's, uh, yeah, you know, kind of things you have to do. And like mm-hmm. you kind of seen that this year with like both Lowry and Ibaka going out and just the game against LA, like against the Lakers, like they won that game and it was kind of like a statement game saying like, hey, like we're down all these players, but we still are the same kind of team, mm-hmm. right? And guys are stepping up because they know they exactly. have to step up, yeah. yeah. And just like to have a player like Rondé Hollis Jefferson go out there and be like, 
he may not be the best like offensive player, but just the energy he brings and like to see him even score like over 10 points in a game, that's just a bonus on top of everything he does on the defensive end. And that'll just be huge in the playoffs, just bringing that energy and like Terrence Davis as well, just instant bucket off the bench. Like last 100%. night, the bench is looking they're, great. They're a scary bench. And I, I, I'm sad that Chris Boucher won't be out there because he yeah. was a big part <laughs> of that bench mob. And Matt Thomas is out too as well. But just to see those players kind of thrive in that moment, it's like really cool to see. I think, yeah. uh, I think the Raptors. I think it's a re- like they have a very realistic chance of making the um, finals this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like really, but we we know that defense wins championships, and if if, if anything's been shown, the Raptors are, are probably the, the best. best. Yeah, I, I would I say probably so. the best um, defensive team in the league. Um, and I think it's very realistic, but I think it's harder now. I think what, going into the season, we all thought, okay, it's just Milwaukee and Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once Toronto started winning, okay, Toronto's a real threat, so there's three teams again. But Miami, Miami, Miami really scary. Yeah. It scares me now. And then Boston. We thought Boston would take a backseat, but Kemba's like the perfect yeah. fit for yeah, them. Yeah. I really think so. And let's not forget about Indiana. I know their record isn't as uh, sexy as uh, some of the other teams in the East, but they've been uh, in the hunt for quite some time mm-hmm. now. Uh, eventually, they're going to break through. And with Oladipo, Oladipo yeah. yeah, he's he's a he's a beast. Like Oladipo's. Let's a beast. let's yeah. not let's not give let's not count them out either. This might be the best Eastern Conference in that I've seen yeah. in years. In a while, yeah, it's yeah, getting you, better. Yeah, you still have Orlando at the eighth seed yeah. under five hundred. But aside from that, like all all seven teams, kind of ranked one through seven, are really good teams, and they could cause some issues i think the east just needs more star power again but mm-hmm. the stars are emerging are there themselves. and like next year we'll have kevin durant back too yeah like kevin durant we're all forgetting about that and then him with kyrie hopefully kyrie stays brooklyn brooklyn's been interesting i mean you, yeah. you said you like brooklyn um yeah that they're kind of winning without kyrie yeah well, like I, I saw a stat they're like seven and kyrie, three yeah. without kyrie and four and seven with, yeah with him in the lineup so Kyrie can score like 50 points, but he's not like oh, yeah. a, a team player. I think they have to figure out a, a system that works with yeah. Kyrie. Um, and I think it worked last year. And Durant, year. too. Because remember, when he comes back next year, you're going to work with two guys that uh, want to have the ball in their hands more often than not. And only one of them is going to have it yeah. more of a, more of so the time. So it'll, it'll be more of like a like when Kyrie was with LeBron, right? Like yeah. This, yeah. Kyrie's going to have to take a second – Second I think Kyrie has to realize that because when he requested the trade out of Cleveland, he wanted to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he went to Boston, and he went to Boston. And we can see guy. he can't be that number one yeah. option. He's uh, like he's a, he is a superstar. He's a he's a he's a star guard, and we all know that. But I don't think he's a number one option per se. Yeah. I think uh, mm-hmm. you need to kind of pair him up with another yeah. star, and they're deadly. But Absol- but that's absolutely. what that's what needs to be done. Off the board, I, I want to see Dame like out of Portland. Like soon, oh really? Tra- like trade him? I don't like it's not working there. Like, the, like, <laughs> like I, I kind of they, compar- they just got Carmelo Anthony who just I know, won the but Eastern, like, I the Western Conference uh, Player of the Week. Come on, that, uh, that, that man can still ball. I, I know, <laughs> great for Carmelo. Like, like honestly, that's that's been a great story. Like, I, I love Carmelo, um, and this is something that's been debated a lot. Like, is he a Hall of Famer still? Uh, I think, of course, because he's one so. of the greatest yeah, scorers like, of all time, but he has no achievements. Like, no, he hasn't really yeah. won anything, right? Well, I guess um, with USA, that, he I mean, there's that. Thing, of but course, like, he of hasn't. course. But in the NBA, yeah. um, there's no, like, MVPs, no, um, no. no championships, of no. course. I, I think he's still a but, Hall of Famer. And it, it was yeah. kind of sad to see his career kind of 
decline. end a little early yeah. because it declined so quickly. Yeah. Um, but he still got it, and mm-hmm. that's great. I don't know if this is a one-off season and if he can keep it up, but if he can, like, you know, come back to the league, um, he's back, and I think that's, yeah, yeah. that's amazing to he's see. He's kind of proven himself already throughout that, that first week. Yeah. <laughs> but with Portland, I, j- I just can't see Portland doing any – Making they, any noise? Do you like, think they need to rebuild? They got, they got like the. I kind of compare them to like the Raptors before they traded Demar. Like it's the same thing. They have a ceiling of maybe the Western Conference Finals. And last year, like, like, they, they, they could have gotten past Golden State. Like they had the opportunity to, but they just couldn't. Like they, mm-hmm. they were up in every game, but they just didn't win. And like, that's on just like being in your in their head being like we can't make it past the third round and the, the same thing happened with the raptors and lebron so but i think hey, they, i mean they're new there as well like i wouldn't even say like yeah uh, like they're they're just starting to you know get those taste of playoffs really and go that far and i think mm-hmm. they need more of that but yeah they i hit, I they hit a ceiling like dame and cj can only do where would you want to see dame because dame is he's he's one of my favorite yeah players. like he's, he's very he's, underrated he's compared. definitely like one of the best point like i think aside oh, yeah. from steph he's after like the last best. season he really jumped up in you For know sure. point guard standings yep i really I, think he's i think he's two behind steph yeah yeah actually like over I kyrie I think um so. i think uh i know you love kyrie but actually i i i like kyrie too but i don't think he's i think he's overrated a lot of the time yep. in terms of like yeah, yeah point guard uh rankings things like that you know uh even we see like kemba's been o- underrated for mm-hmm. so long and i think he needs to shine in uh boston because i think i think he's been more consistent than kyrie irving and things like that over the last few seasons yeah. and he never gets much praise for that yeah i i agree with that w- well what team would want a point guard at this point like if, if you want to move yeah. damian lillard yeah, uh, right. where would you put him I mean, there's even the Raptors are gonna have to think about that with Lowry if they are gonna yeah. trade Lowry. I mean, yeah. What team would where? need him? Hey, even like thinking I mean, to the future with like Fred VanVleet. Milwaukee, like, Milwaukee, did Milwaukee would be point guard. Oh, <laughs> Every team like Milwaukee's always like that. But like it's I basic. was, I was saying, I think the player that's kind of staring them in the face is Chris Paul. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Chris, they should try to get Chris Paul, but I don't know. I don't even know what Oklahoma City's <laughs> doing with Chris Paul. Like they're I know. playing him, but uh, like. Are you, you gotta rebuilding? Are you, are you yeah. keeping him? Eight and eleven right now, as far as, and they're tied for uh, ninth in the West. Yeah, I don't know. Are, are they pushing for the playoffs? Or are they probably taking not. all those picks and rebuilding? Like yeah, they, you got you to choose gotta one rebuild. or the other. You know, yeah, you got to flip Chris Paul before the trade deadline. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Milwaukee should be yeah <laughs> buying into that. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you don't um, need Eric Bledsoe out there. Honestly, do how we switch to hockey? Yeah, what let's what let's talk about hockey for a bit. Let's talk about hockey because. Uh, yeah, we have mystery hockey yep. right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, Snapchat. What name, are some so. of your favorite hockey players? Um, so who, obviously who some of your growing players? up, uh, I was a big like I was a goalie growing up. So obviously Ryan Miller, Dominic Hasek. Um, in, ter- in in terms of players, I was a big Danny Heatley fan. Um, Fifty and seven. The All Star. Right? Like, <laughs> Danny Heatley was my guy. Um, Daniel Briere, like being a shorter person. Daniel Briere is a short person as well. Just to see him kind of do well. Um, in terms of players, those were my, like Thomas Van. Like I, I grew up a Sabres fan, right? And then even like Matt Sundin, and, like course. Thomas, like all those players. Oh. Like I still have like the posters in my childhood. How about now, bedroom. like current current, current players? players? Jack Eichel, Austin Matthews. Like they're they're fun players. Like even uh, Matthew Kachuk. Like he's a fun player mm. out there. Um, yep. In terms of defensemen, like obviously PK is not doing that well on the Devils right now, but still PK Subban is like one of my favorite players. In terms of goalies, um, 
Jordan Bennington, like we saw Bennington. his play yeah, yeah, playoff run last choice. year, and like he was the kind of the reason why the Blues kind of switched around their season. Yeah, um, for sure. I still hate the Bruins in a way. Like yeah. <laughs> Pasternak's a very good player, and all. Pas- I, we all hate Brad Marchand. I don't like. You I, would I love really, to have Brad I, Marchand. On I do like Pasternak. He's yeah. likable, and he's 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 just sick. He's he's yeah, so yeah. good at playing. But uh, we all hate Brad Marchand. Yeah. But come on, I'll, you would I'll, love I'll, to have him. He's on gr- he's team, great. Though. I think every team in the NHL would kill to have the Bruins top line. Oh, for sure. Like best, they're, honestly, they're a threat to score. Either like either that line or uh, Colorado's first yeah, line. Yeah, best lines in, in, yeah, best lines Nathan in hockey, McKinnon. Honestly, I, even though McKinnon's still like maybe it's top three player in the league, he's still like very. I think I'd, I'd put him at third. I'd yeah. put him at third before yeah. behind uh, McDavid and Crosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McKinnon would be is one of those guys that's really elevated his game, and yep. now he's an MVP candidate. And there's a reason why he was picked first overall in 2013. Mm-hmm. I, this this guy is fast, he's skilled, and he's a threat to score every time he's on the ice. Like that's a combination that gives every team nightmares, and it's hard to find guys like that. And credit for Colorado for finding him. Uh, and, I know they like, signed yeah, him yeah. to that contract. Yeah. yeah. Signed yeah. him to that steal. All, all those that like deals. Steal. To be like, fair, he's been underrated yeah. until like two seasons ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then he's like MVP candidate, like uh, one of the top scorers in the league. And now you see like a player like Leon Dreisaitl and him and McDavid both over have over 50 points. They're and insane. it's just like <laughs> crazy. To, like the Oilers are in first in their division. They're like carrying like, the Oilers though. They're carrying honestly, them. And like it'll be interesting once the playoffs come around. Like can they connect? Yeah, sustain that, or is that the right formula to like kind of have success in the playoffs? Because we haven't really seen that before. Yeah, you kind of model your team after that Boston mm-hmm. Bruins team, like yeah, deep Boston four lines or, or Chicago, Chicago, yeah. like deep four lines. Like any any line can be a threat at any time, and like that's what it takes to win in the playoffs. And that's where the Leafs kind of fall short. Like their star players really don't like show up in the playoffs. Yeah, and like they'll beat like last year they were up three, two and they couldn't win at home. And then you go to Boston. It makes you think like, um, are the Leafs, if that happens again, are the Leafs going to have to make a kind of a, a, a Raptors esque move where they try to I, I acquire so. someone yeah. who mm-hmm. is experienced in I, the playoffs. You know, you I know, would think so. Right. Like you would think the playoff performer addition of John Tavares would, would have changed that. And like, you would assume, but you would assume, think but, about it. He hasn't yeah. went that far either. No, exactly. Like that, well, like a, a proven champion or a something. A proven champion, yeah. And, like, even Frederick Anderson, like, amazing goalie, like, one of the best in the league. But when it comes to those moments in the playoffs, he kind of falls short in a way. And, like, you can't have him having a bad game in Game 7, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think there's still a work in progress. I think what people don't uh, realize is that for in 2016-17, no one was expecting the Leafs to have the season that they had and even make the playoffs and, and, and yeah. push the Washington Capitals to six games. Like, they are pretty much ahead of schedule in some some aspects but they're still learning like in the playoffs last year that was the first time with this current core that they had been up three to two in a playoff series with a chance to eliminate an opponent they're still learning and i think that that's what people tend to not realize that yeah i mean we want to see results we love to see this team go far and i think they have the, the star power to make a run if they they so choose but they're still learning and i think that that's what people don't realize and if they make a trade uh, DeMar, like a DeMar DeRozan, Kawhi Leonard S trade. I think uh, this is going to probably sound crazy to you guys, but I'd move Morgan Riley. Uh, I've, I've uh, seen that a, yeah, coming yeah. up a lot. He yeah. has not have been having no, a, like, you know, a good season. Terrible season and, so far. Um, I think he's hurt. 
Yeah, like he's yeah. been missing practices and like everything, and like he six six out of seven of the uh, Leafs defensemen are free agents at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah. I mean, I'm including Travis Dermott, but he's yeah. an RFA. But still, um, they only have Cody CC signed. I think. Right <laughs> no, no, oh no, 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 no. His, his, his contract ends. It's oh, only Riley. Oh, yeah, Riley, yeah. Riley okay. is yeah, like yeah. I believe he has another two years. I think. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good value. Um, you you yeah, have like, more. Yeah wiggle room about who you want to keep or who you want to sign but is riley the one is riley the, really the one you want to keep over tyson barry or jake muzzin or you want to flip him or like the leafs have to think about that because for sure this formula is not like working for them right? like obviously like new coach and everything i don't know what's of, up with morgan riley but maybe maybe this kind of shows just how much the leafs need a ron hainsey type player to play yeah. beside him someone mm-hmm. who could sit back well, he kind of does his offense. Yeah, stuff. because we haven't really seen him score. Because right all now he's playing with Cody Cece, and Cody Cece isn't even <laughs> holding it down. <laughs> Did you see the stats from last night? Apparently, he had a one point one percentage of possession of the puck. It's, oh it was it was awful. And like that's not the Morgan Riley we're used to seeing. No, we're used no. to see yeah. him kind of like ru- rushing with the puck. Like I've we haven't seen that. This a year. lot of people are talking about you know should the Leafs look into trading Riley? I don't think they should, um, but. I think it's because Riley really does need a partner. I don't think I don't think he works where he can he kind of influences what his partner does, but I think mm-hmm. he needs to be put in the right situation to be able to thrive. And this season is just not it. It's just not yeah. it and I think Kyle Dubes needs to fix that. I don't think we need to get rid of Morgan Riley. But pair pair Morgan Riley with not Cody Cece. <laughs> yes, like that experiment should have ended yeah. uh, weeks ago, and we're still here with the new coach. I think we can clearly tell that the problem probably starts with Cody Cece. Yeah, <laughs> put Cody Cece, I'd say, with Jake Muzzin because Jake Muzzin is a better defensive player than Cece is, and that will probably teach him, hey, this is how you defend. Yeah, this is how you check, go back on defense. This yeah. is what you do with the puck. I know I'm tarping on Cece too much, but like. The guy really needs to up his game. Like he really needs to step up because mm-hmm. it's looking harder and harder to justify signing to that contract. And I think he's gone for if, sure. If he doesn't, yeah. you know what, what? One thing I was thinking about this week, like, uh, I mean, obviously without Nylander in the news like last year, but this year, um, there were two players uh, that were that didn't have a contract. They still don't have a con uh, a contract on mm-hmm. December first. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi and uh, Julius Honka, who's a right-handed defenseman, mm. could play third pairing, even second pairing uh, minutes. And uh, honestly, um, I don't know. It, it's weird because all Dallas was asking was like, I think they said, you know, like a mid-round pick, which is it's it's, it's, it's not cheap. that much, yeah. Um, but no team really took him still. So I don't know if the GMs probably know internal things. There has to be something why something going on why teams didn't want to. Mm-hmm. take that risk or mm-hmm. whatnot but if i were the leaves i would have tried to finesse <laughs> the stars in that. some way yeah. you know mm-hmm. try to send them uh cody cc yep. get that cap off um maybe some maybe a pick maybe a second third i don't know to kind of entice them yeah get julius honka i mean come on even if he's a third pairing defenseman that's essentially what cody cc is yeah still better than and cody sign him to like a one-year <laughs> deal or the rest of the season um for cheap I mean, that was just me speculating, but I, that was like a, the Leafs need to get creative in ways like that yeah. when they mm-hmm. present themselves because they need to get rid of Cody CC if they want to make their defense any better. And I wrote a piece yesterday about um, potential free agency pickups that the 
Leafs should go for. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly, they have to start thinking about defense because, like I said, they have the offense. There. There's going to be, um, you know, uh, what is it like? Most of their defensemen are gone. Yeah, and uh, they're. I mean, they could re-sign a few of them, but I'm sure they won't keep all of them. Yeah. So I think that's when, with their cap off, you really have to start thinking about who you want to replace with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about. I mean, talking about the piece I did yesterday, you said Ryan Miller is one of your favorites. Yeah. One thing people are talking about um, that I've been hearing is, uh, could Ryan Miller be the least backup? Because we all (laughs) know that the Leafs need a backup goalie. (laughs) Yeah. And I would say Ryan Miller is the best backup goalie that's not like a prospect of some sort. I'd say so, yeah. It's probably probably one of his last seasons in the NHL, too. Um, so it wouldn't be out of the question to kind of go for a guy like Ryan Miller. Like you have John Gibson kind of holding it down in yeah. Anaheim. Like I, they're not a really good team. They're not winning. Either. So they're not going to be in a position to push for the playoffs where the Leafs are. And they'll, they'll need a backup goalie in these back-to-back situations like yeah. tonight and, or last night and tonight kind of thing to kind of hold it down. And Hutch is not getting it done. And like, yeah he's putting up in a position to not succeed and which is kind of sad to see. And like, I wish we still had Curtis McElhaney back there because he, we would put him in and like, we would be confident Hindsight's and like 2020. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then even last, last year in the playoffs, like he, um, Peter Mrazek went down for Carolina and uh, McElhaney kind of, uh, did a solid job mm-hmm. out there. And, um, so like a player like, uh, or, or a goalie like Ryan Miller would be a good kind of fit. And like, they wouldn't need to, give up a lot to get him kind of thing. So it, it would be a smart move on their behalf. Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, especially now because uh, earlier today it was announced that uh, Nick Shore was claimed off yep. of waivers. So there's a roster spot freed up for Le- if the Leafs want to make a trade for a backup goalie, which they absolutely must do. And they have to. Yeah. With, with news. At this point, they have yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. With the news today that uh, Anderson is potentially going to start in the second half of a back-to-back, which is something he hasn't done in a few years. Like it's pretty clear that the uh, Leafs have to make they a change. They need another goalie. The, yes. it, I don't know if it could be Ryan Miller. I don't know if he's still got it at this age. Uh, I know a few uh, goalies on the Penguins, at least everyone keeps bringing up like Tristan Jari, Jari or yeah. I can't remember another guy's name, but like those are the kind of guys you have to look at because uh, with so many back-to-backs and the backup goalies uh, not getting it done as of yet, like you have to make a move and uh, to, to save the season. Basically. Yeah, because like once you put that backup goalie in, you know you're losing because they haven't yeah. won a game with they have not, and like, like to, to the, tonight they face the, the avalanche. The avalanche. You're again. You're gonna be at that game. Yeah. Return. Um, and you're gonna see probably Hutchinson get in, lit up. Uh, <laughs> get lit up by Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen. Um, fortunately, Gabriel Landeskog yeah. isn't there, yeah, yeah. but uh, Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. Yeah. Nazem Kadri. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but have fun with that. <laughs> That's all I can say. The Leafs uh, definitely need a uh, a goalie like. I think uh, some of the options, again, I think the, the options that they really have to look into as soon as possible, um, Ryan Miller, I think that would actually be mm-hmm. pretty – I think he'd be cheap as well. Um, this one might be a little more expensive, but it's obviously a more long-ter- long-term, uh, you know, uh, commitment by Tristan Jerry yep. from yep. Pittsburgh. Um, they could want to trade him. I don't know what he'd be worth, though, and he'd be an RFA as well. Mm-hmm. So the Leafs would have to re-sign him. But it's kind of also setting up the Leafs for the future. Exactly. But I think those two are the real 
candidates. candidates I think yeah. they just have to do one of those. And I, I think I'm leading towards Miller because I mean, we kind of know what happened the last time. Uh, kind of gave the keys to the young guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's funny, like, in the NHL, there's only 31 goalies that are good. Like, out of the whole world, there's only 31 goalies that are good, and you put a backup in that, they can't hold it down. Like, I know. it's so crazy. It's, it's just it's a hard to predict. It's, a, it's, like, it's so crazy that there's only a handful of these goalies that can kind of start in the NHL. You put the backup in, and they're, they're not at that same level. It's so it's nuts. The, the difference between the number 31 and the number 32 is, like, pretty crazy. unprecedented. Because yeah. yeah, you, you don't really see, like, a, a rotation of goalies anymore, mm-hmm. like – I mean, it makes we me think back to when the Leafs tried running Reimer Bernier. You know, they, yeah, yeah. they had the idea of, yeah. hey, we have two, two starting good goalies. goalies. Yeah, didn't work out. No, because they're both <laughs> yeah. like really good backup goalies, I guess. Yeah, they, they. I, I would say, yeah, neither of them were good starters. Reimer held right, it down really good, though, like really good. Yeah, backups. In, in those days where the Leafs would get outshot like forty-five to twenty, Pops but to like Reimer. Reimer would hold it down. Yeah, that lockout season especially. Man, I really wish Reimer was back on the Leafs. So As a yeah, backup, match, honestly, yeah. he would be a good backup. He would probably like it back here in Toronto too. Oh yeah, like he he left on good terms. The fans still love him. Uh, if if Austin Matthews didn't have his jersey number, he'd easily yeah. <laughs> everyone would easily associate that with with Reimer. Yeah. yeah. Um, let, let's start talking a little. We have to wrap things up quickly, but yeah, uh, yeah. let's start talking about yesterday's game. Yeah. Um, it was kind of tough. <laughs> that was a game. That was a tough game. Um, kind of to swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember switching back and forth between the Leafs and the Raptors game. Yep. And I'm uh, it's one one. Okay. Um, switch back. It's two one. Yeah. Okay. Watch a bit more of the Raptors game because the Raptors are starting to heat up. Yep. Switch back. It's like five one. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Um, uh, and it makes me think about how Austin Matthews kind of just said, you know, they they folded. They folded. Um, they quit. but. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? The fact that your star player is kind of admitting we just quit. Yeah, uh, your your I, eleven eleven point yeah. five million dollar player is admitting that yeah, they just quit. Up. I don't know what that kind of like. Strikes. Now you don't have like the excuse of like Babcock coaching. Yeah, so you don't want to play for the coach, but now you have Keith coaching. Like everyone wants him there, and like they want to play for him, and like you just got to win those games. Like at the end of the day, like they have the star power. We saw it. We've seen it all throughout the year, like that third period, they can just turn it on and like in the last five minutes just score at will. And like I don't know what happened out there. Like you, you can't just let up goals like that and like unfortunately Anderson it wasn't his fault, right? But like you just gotta be in a position where you win those kind of close one one games in regulation, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. They got they gotta figure something out and like they've made the coaching change. They've gone through like like Nylander's playing well. Austin Matthews can score on any night. Even John Tavares now he's scoring a bunch more. So I don't know what it is. Like I think there's still a work in progress. Like I was saying earlier, but I think it's just more so with the Keefe system. Uh, like yeah, 13 or so players on the team have played with uh, Keefe before, and I think it's been a while for some of them. So they're probably not too familiar with how they have to play under his system. So I think there's that adjustment. But for last night. I was watching the game because I had to clip it. Uh, all I can really say is, like, they just stopped skating after it was 3-1. You cannot do that against any team, mm-hmm. let alone a team that's on a four-game winning streak and comfortably in a playoff spot. Because if you do that, they're going to go all over you. They're going to make your life miserable in the defensive zone. And as the Flyers did last night, they're going to score on you probably if, if they find the right place at the right time. And I think what really was frustrating was just watching the last minute 
released aren't like clearly not trying because the game's pretty much over how they're going to come back from 4-1 with that level of time and then they let Gosper walk in and splash one from the point mm-hmm. and then let JVR walk in all alone and score I think that was probably the one that was like really the most aggravating yeah. like I think it's like yeah like that's a weird goal letting for Gosper it's whatever but when you let JVR come in especially a guy who used to play for them that's the one you can't where let in that goal you, exactly no. Yeah. no you can't let in a five ball on a breakaway Especially a guy that's struggling. And even score. after, like, an empty net, like, things just... Yeah. How do you... <laughs> it's deflating, right? It's just... Like, it's it's so deflating and so tough to see just that... The fact that they admitted the mentality of, you know, they're quitting, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's you, not you really assuring to, yeah. to fans. No. Um, You're a player. Or like, coaches. Yeah. Your team Leaves is are like quitting. A, like, before the season started, they are a title contender, right? Like, yeah. Even when they went on that little three-game kind of winning streak with the new coach, they're like, okay, like I mean, now it's, it's like it's, the real deal. I mean, it's three months in the season. I wouldn't say that's early, but it's still only December. You don't quit in December, and no, you don't quit no. on games you got to win ever. these games now so it, it makes it a little easier once March and April come around where you're not, like, fighting for that yeah. wild card spot, right? Exactly, yeah. And I think they're just making it harder for themselves. Uh, they just really have to uh, – lock things down uh, defensively, and just figure things out offensively. This is a team that's too talented to be struggling the way they've been. I think they can turn it around. Uh, just the way they've been playing last night, it's not encouraging, that's for sure. For sure. Let's uh, start wrapping things up. But uh, yeah. I, I want to talk about Austin Matthews. Um, he's been kind of slumping lately. He hasn't scored in, what, uh, four games now? Um, I mean, you can kind of see that the line has kind of drift, uh, kind of shifted over to being like kind of carried by Nylander, yeah. Um, which I mean, it's nice to see after his season him kind of thrive, but mm-hmm. I just don't know. You know, um, Matthews is the one you you kind you of count depend, on. Like, yeah, you depend. He's on a him. goal. He should be a goal for eleven point five million dollars. Yeah, yeah. He should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and. Of course, he's the one who said they kind of folded, and yeah. you don't want to hear that. What do you guys think of, like, Matthews, and what could he kind of do to turn things around? I, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, Matthews is a talented player. Let's not kid ourselves. He's one of the best goal scorers in the league, and the fact that he signed for the contract that he's at for five years, like, how who in the right mind would have thought that we would have a guy like this? He was the reason this turn turnaround happened a few years ago. Generational player, yeah. But... You would think with the talent that he has and the kind of player that he can be when we when we see him at his best, it's just so weird that he doesn't always show it because he's can be he's we've seen the Austin Matthews where he can take over a game and you can look at him and say this guy is going to score. I can just feel it. I there's a lot of times this season and in seasons past where that doesn't happen. He doesn't have that like energy that yeah. He can turn it on like that, but you just don't really see it out there. And exactly. It's kind of frustrating as a fan, being like, you have all this potential and talent, but and you you could be one of the best players in the league, mm-hmm. but you just don't see that on a night to night basis. I just really wish he had that killer instinct all the time because he can be like yeah. that. He but has he just... like one of the best shots in the league too. Yeah, <laughs> one of the most lethal guys yeah. on the power play at even strength too. Yeah. Show it more. That's yeah. how you're gonna turn Their power around. Power really like really disappointed me. Yeah, this year. he like, he gets hot. When he gets hot, he gets hot. Yeah, but when he gets dry, he does kind of get dry. And, and I don't same, want him to be even that type of. Too. I don't want him to be that type of inconsistent kinda player. Like a like but a Patrick Line at the end. Maybe of the year, yeah, right? hopefully not. I don't know. I was also I don't know if the line is like the perfect fit because 
Um, Andreas Janssen, I just I don't know. I don't he's even get it. what he he's adds to it. the line. Honestly, he's not it. I don't think he's he's there the right fit. Yeah. I think Nylander and Matthews definitely go hand yeah. in hand, but they need someone who can really get them the puck. Um, Hyman. wouldn't be a bad Hyman. idea to bring Hyman back Hyman, on that line, yeah. and we know it worked. Yeah. I mean, or even when Trevor I believe Moore Matthews comes, didn't Trevor like. Moore yeah, Trevor back. Moore would be a good a good fit, a much better fit. Wait, I think. Matthews didn't like Hyman on that line. Um, there were rumors that he didn't really like playing with uh, alongside Hyman. <laughs> I know there's rumors with Kapanen because Kapanen's like. Kapanen. Well, I Kapanen is a whole another story yeah, because yeah. I, <laughs> I just find I don't know Kapanen's uh, he'll he doesn't have the hands to control no, what he speed. tries to do yeah, he has yeah. the speed and he tries to do too much but he's a perfect fit on the third line let's just put he it that a, way he, has a good he is a very good line. third line and I think Andreas yeah. Janssen is a good third, third liner line player too. Him, um, Kerfoot and Kapanen but that it, line, yeah. that that I feel like that just jams up the bottom six like we talked about last week the bottom six is just very loaded and i think the mm-hmm. Leafs just have to figure out um they might even want to yeah. get rid of a few pieces not get rid of that but use them to their advantage and trades yeah. and things like that mm-hmm. um the top the, the top six is looking a little how could i say it like um not not as finalized but you have a lot of good pieces in your bottom six you'll be set but the the top six could use some work as, mm-hmm. as in oh, yeah. terms of like who's playing with who um and then one last thing, final thing I want to talk about is Taylor Hall. I I, I think that's the biggest topic people have yeah. been talking about. Yeah. I mean, the Devils just fired their coach. I think it's gone. I think uh, Ray Sherrill is trying to do whatever he can yeah. to keep Taylor Hall and try to show him that they mean the best. And there's no way win. he's resigning. There. No, there's like, no way. I don't think so. Trade him. Like I, I talked about this earlier on a little talk we did at Yahoo, but. Now it's like a player kind of driven league, and like Taylor yeah. Hall could it's be like into the NBA. It's turning in into the NBA, and like Taylor Hall could be like, "Hey, I want to play for a title contender." And his whole life, he's he <laughs> hasn't made the playoffs. Like he, he, he made, made it once, last and he's he's yeah, never yeah. he's never did they even win a game? In that they, won one game. they won one and game that's against it. Tampa, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like that was kind of a fluky game, but he's played like he's won one playoff game in his whole career, and like he's an MVP caliber kind of player yeah. like he proved that that and he won the MVP that year mm-hmm. um he's still an MVP he's still caliber, an MVP caliber, caliber player yeah. like it, a lot of people are saying you should go back to Edmonton kind of thing and like it would be really I think we cool were talking about see. that because yeah. what has McDavid been it's funny because what has McDavid been missing all his career is a, a winger yeah <laughs> uh because yeah, I mean I'll... arguably Dreisaitl should be playing second line center yeah but um He's been missing a winger, and mm-hmm. how ironic is it that literally he could have had the perfect winning, home, winger? Yeah. He could still have that perfect winger. Um, yeah. So maybe they want to take a, a a jump at that, but I think Colorado's Colorado's a really Colorado good makes the yeah. most sense. They're like the mm-hmm. perfect fit, and that top six is already mm-hmm. deadly. And the fact it's that they have the cap space to even yeah. afford it, yeah, they, they, is they great. They're like one of the they're one of the uh, like uh, lowest. They have one of the lowest cap spaces yeah. in the league. They're it's so unfair. It's it's so unfair. Because really of the McKinnon deal. contract, he should McKinnon. be getting like at least twelve million for sure. Yeah. But he's getting like yeah. six something. And then we th- we thought Marner would change everything, but he really didn't. And like though, like what's Ranton at? Like seven, nine, 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 nine right? Like and Braden Point, the same thing, right? Like arguably those two players are better than Mitch Marner, right? And like obviously like the Babcock stuff and all that came into play with the Marner stuff, but um. Just to see like these players sign on a really good, really good deals for Colorado, it's like it just helps them in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine if the the uh, if the Oilers do get Taylor Hall, it's they re- just reverse the trade. 
Yeah. Hall for Larson again? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Just switch it. Switch it back. Hot. Yeah. Larson plus like five first, maybe. <laughs> Control Z yeah, on that yeah. trade. Um, I'm actually going to I'm going to see the Leafs uh, in New Jersey um, end of this month. Nice. All I hope is that they don't trade Taylor Hall because he's been one of my favorite players yeah. since 2010. No, he's awesome. Um, and I, I haven't seen him in person yet. Yeah. So I, I just hope they don't trade him before then because then we crushed. But, hey, I still get to see Jack Hughes and yeah. Yeah. P.K. Subban. But the Devils are interesting. I mean, yeah, they, they made all the, yeah. all the moves well, like. to be successful and – just hasn't nah. worked. <laughs> they're still a very young team, and let's not rem- let's not forget that uh, yep. they're yeah. still trying to figure out what their identity is. And I think it's too crazy to assume that oh, they get Gusev, they get Jack Hughes, they trade for PK Subban. They have like oh, no bottom six playoff as well. Team. Absolutely no, no yeah, bottom I can't six, even no depth. Yeah, those players that even play no goaltending yeah, exactly. stability. Yeah, Black, Blackwood and. Corey Schneider. Corey Schneider. Can't win games. Corey like, Schneider just can't. I. I his time like is. Last, I honestly think his time is just. Like last year, done. he went the whole year without. Maybe winning in New Jersey, game. but I don't know if his NHL career is over. I think he's just maybe, maybe it's just not working out. In New yeah, Jersey they need to maybe a, maybe a change of scenery for him, but he's yeah. definitely not working in New Jersey. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure Taylor Hall will get traded. Yep. Yeah. You have to. Like, you I think get I, something even at that. one point he might just come out before the deadline and say I. I want to be traded. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't blame him if he does because, like, like you guys were talking about before, he's barely been in the playoffs. Yeah. New Jersey doesn't look like they're going to be in the playoffs go to, anytime go soon. Go to Colorado, and he has a very legitimate chance. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's 28 now, yeah. 27, 28 he's now. Like older. He's playing, like, the best hockey of his career, and it's not like going forward he's going to be better. Like, this is probably and I saw, time right I, now. Right? I saw on Twitter, I saw someone mention, he, is he a coach killer? I don't think he's a coach killer. I think no. – I think uh, – I think coaches kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's teams not kill him. In the right situations I, he's, kind of he's never ha- been fortunate enough to have a, t- a GM that kind of surrounded puts him good pieces around pieces. Him. And I feel like mm-hmm. I wish he stayed with Edmonton, honestly. Yeah, I don't Edmonton know why they just kept him. Yeah. Can you imagine just <laughs> if we if we had four years of McDavid passing the Taylor Hall? Yeah, <laughs> we and then robbed. getting James Neal, the yeah, way like he's, he's been playing a, right now. Yeah, yeah he, he can and Drysaitel. Yeah, even yeah. put Drysaitel with Hall. Either, yeah. either way. And let's not forget that uh, questionable trade of tra- getting Griffin Reinhardt for two draft picks. Yeah. If Could they had Matthew, Matthew Barzell. Barzell and Anthony Beauvillier, Come on. Edmonton's going to be winning the Stanley Cup with that roster. I know. I'm sorry. Honestly. Now they have Mike Smith, who's a decent goalie. Like he, yeah. He's proven himself. Yeah, I said that. I said NHL, yeah. Calgary's first mistake was trading Mike yeah. Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he might be old, but he is. Uh, they have he's clutch now too. He's clutch. Lucic well, shouldn't be playing in the, the National Hockey League. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, so yeah, we'll wrap up here. Yeah, this was um, a really fun episode. This I is an awesome episode. Awesome Thank talk. you so much for yeah, coming. No problem. Um, again, do you want to plug your uh, yeah, socials yeah. so uh, everyone can go follow you and check out your amazing work? Yeah, uh, Twitter and Instagram both underscore Keyshawn Mystery. Uh, look out for a YouTube channel popping up soon. Oh. And nice. uh, I'm not on TikTok yet. Yet, but uh, I, it's a work in progress. It's I'm a work sure. in progress. I've downloaded the app. I'm, uh, <laughs> we're there. That's so. the first step. <laughs> That's the first step. So you may may see some TikTok stuff. Come Honestly, on. thank you so much for coming. Hopefully, we can have you on yeah, again sure. if you're down. Would, because would uh, yeah, really I mean, run. hopefully, the Raptors make another yeah, yeah. another run, and then and, and you know, and a lot of great memories will come I'll about and you have yeah. more stories to tell maybe uh um, siakam dunking on Giannis part two <laughs> ooh, ooh. that would be that would be, <laughs> that would be amazing yeah um a 20 
2021 uh, Giannis yeah, dunking Giannis on someone else. <laughs> there you go. Dunking you go. alongside uh, but, um Ooh. Yeah, so thank you for listening to Behind the Net Podcast. I'm Matthew. You can follow me on, twi- on Twitter at, at on Matt underscore Rodrigo underscore. And Michael. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Leafs IMO if you want to just give me uh, give bad takes about the Leafs. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thanks guys for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank and you. Uh, we'll be back next week. Next week with something big. See you guys. Can't wait for that.